Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men oh. and women, to In The Zone episode... Oh, shoot, I probably should have done my own research. I think this is episode six, I'm pretty sure. Uh, joining me here right now to my, like on this side, is at Magic, down here is Pablo, right here is Hyrule, and making his debut into In The Zone, we welcome... Hang on, wait for it. Wait for it. There you yeah, go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. Mitra is in. I don't know what is. Yeah, there he goes. Wait, is that his? Wait. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, Mitra? How's it going, buddy? What's up? Let me close. close the door. What's that? Okay. All right. So. Uh, all right, so Micho, I've been telling them this off camera while you've been in waiting, you know. But uh, so yeah. the topic for today is we're this one. I don't know if you want to get into on this one, but we're gonna talk two-legged ties between the teams we drafted last episode. I don't know if yeah. you watched it or not. Hey, I'm interested. I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen. Okay, and then we're gonna yeah. talk a little bit of the NBA, right? Like the bubble and how it's working and like what it's going on, yeah. playoffs and stuff, right? And then we're gonna get into some stories, you know. And then uh, I think we'll do UCL predictions as well in that. So uh, mm-hmm. without further ado, welcome, Mitra, joining in for the yeah. first time, you know. Yeah, it's nice, first- man. Yeah, and we have our yeah. first two-time guests, bro. Adonijah, Pablo, and Jairo back for the second time. Yeah. They could yeah, not sir. leave, bro. Even though, up, even though Adonijah and Pablo decided to try and do their own podcast without me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hurts, but it's fine. It kind of hurts, but it's fine. Is, so check it's, it out. It's Stop dedicated to football, okay? Ours is dedicated to football. Yours is more. Dedicated to everything. Yeah, I'm just saying that. It's, it's on Spotify, unlike Nick's, so. Oh, that's yeah. good. I have an iPhone. I can link to Apple Podcast, too. Oh, you guys, you guys were talking about Barcelona, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 can we start with that? Can we start with that? Do we want to start with UCL? Yeah, I want to start with UCL. Yeah, Oh, my God. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I saw that game kind of. Like, I saw, like, a little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll do it most since I'm the one who's closest to the Spanish teams, right? So I'll, I'll talk about this the most since this hit me the most. All right, so first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Barcelona fans, I would hate to be you right now. All right. I would um, hate to be you. There's so many things. There's so many things wrong with that game. Okay, hold up. I'm, I'm speaking first. All right. Uh, wait, raise your hand. Okay, let's do a new system, right? Since we're going to – there's so many people. Raise your hand when you have something to say. And then the first person I raise this, I'll point them out, and then we'll say something after I'm done with my segment. So it doesn't, like, have us all talking over each other, you know? That's what yeah. the podcast is, though. Huh? <laughs> all right, so as a Spanish fan, right? So the day before, for those of you guys who don't know, I am an Atletico fan. We got knocked out the day before, right? And so I, I was in a pretty bad mood, right? I remember uh, – I was damn near like depressed, like on the bad sorry. side of depression. I was like, it was pretty bad. I'm sorry. Know? It was like, I felt really bad. So I was watching this game with a little bit of hope, right? So Bayern goes up one day. I'm like, oh crap, Bayern's about to blow the building out of Barcelona. Barcelona comes back pretty hard, you know? Like they could have easily have just gotten four back right there. And then it's like, okay, well, we got a game. And then Bayern scored again. I'm like, okay, well, this is probably done now. Bayern score yet again. Okay, this is done yet again. I was like, oh, crap, how bad is this going to be? 
And then they score a fourth one. I was like, okay, Bayern, Barca are clearly waving the white flag. Bayern, if you have some decency, you know, just just take it off a little bit, you know. Don't make this so bad. You know what Bayern goes and does? They make it 8-2. It's like, come on, man. It's like, there's so many issues. First of all, the first and foremost issue is the fact that the age for Barcelona truly, truly showed in this match, right? I think that this really showed, like, Bayern have a plan. Barca don't. Barca are just buying aging players or they're still using aging stars, you know, that clearly are past their primes. That are clear. Hiro, I see you. I see you, Hiro. I, I'll see you. I'll let you talk in a bit. But it's like, there's such an issue at Barcelona. I think Bartomeu clearly is the biggest issue with them. You know, I think that until he's gone, the, the team is still going to be garbage, you know, because he doesn't have a plan. You know, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what you need to do. You need to invest in La Masaya. Yeah, I think, honestly, for the best thing right now for Messi would be Messi to lead because that would be the one thing that would seriously show Barcelona, okay, we have a ton of issues. Let's start fixing. You know, like, if Messi leaves, everything changes. It's like, okay, we need to fix this crap, you know. I think that's the only reason that they would ever be fixed, you know. It was such a shambolic – like, there was not one great performance, you know. Semedo was being absolutely abused down the left-hand flank by Alfonso Davies, you know. Messi, yeah, he wasn't at his best. But even if he was, even if he scored a hat-trick, they still would have lost 8-5, to like – I don't know why people are saying, oh, my God, Messi was so garbage. Why, If he was at his best, they would have won. No, they wouldn't. Even if he scored five goals, they still would have lost. Like, you can't expect someone to fix that garbage performance, you know. Suarez, yes, he scored, but he still didn't do much, you know, movement-wise. You know, I, I felt like he, he was a threat, but at, at very sparingly times, you know. Griezmann was on the bench. Your most expensive signing, basically, is on the bench. You know, and then the coup de grace was Coutinho coming in and scoring two, getting an assist. You know, it's like, it just shows, like, just the absolute symbolic that this club is in right now. You know, like, they, they are so far behind. Like, Real Madrid, yes, they got knocked out earlier, but they have a plan. You know, they have Fede Valverde. They have Kroos. They have Benzema. You know, they, they have Rodrigo, Vinicius. You know, Renier, who's going to Dortmund. It's like, at least Real Madrid have a plan. They have backups in every position. You know, they're youthful. And, and they're not letting go of people who shouldn't be let go or they're not bringing in people who are going to ruin the squad. You know, like I've always said, Griezmann was never a fit for Barca. Yes, he was the perfect player, you know, for Messi where he'll clearly subvarge to Messi, you know, like he knows Messi is the man, right? He knew that coming in. But to have him played at like left wing is just a waste to him, you know, and then you don't even start him. It's like he's a – He's a real talent whenever he's playing, whenever he's actually happy in his club. You know, when he played in his best position, he scored seven of his nine goals or seven of his ten goals at striker. You know, like he's shown that if he was actually the striker instead of Suarez or in, instead of being like shoved out to the wing and not used, you know, he still produces for Barcelona. It's just that the club is just in such shambles that they don't realize that, you know, they have talent here. You know, and in fact, yeah, they realize that he's a talent. Uh, they sold Artur, who was a talent, who was, I thought was the perfect player for them. You know, I thought that that was the bridge for the midfield. De Jong and Artur would have been a B-Tech, Xavi and Iniesta. But it's like, you know, like there's so many issues that they needed to fix. And it, it, I think it, that that game was the full and final straw for a lot of these players. You know, I think for Messi, I think that could genuinely be the final straw. I think he, I think he will leave. I mean, I know we've had these issues, like, where he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to leave. It's like, and then he signs a contract. I think that this was the final straw. I think especially if Bartomeu stays, 
I think that that was the final straw, was them losing 8-2 to Bayern. Because he, then he realized that, you know, he's basically a prisoner at his, at his favorite club. It's like, that, that's never a situation for a player to be in. I think that Barcelona really need to, like, just take a deep look at themselves and fix them. You know, like, it, they need to fix everything wrong with the club. All right, so, Hyrule, you had your hand up. Uh, you go. I genuinely, I genuinely saw something bad coming whenever I saw, like, I was, okay, so I was at home and I was watching um, Tudene, which is basically like uh, Spanish ESPN. So, um, I saw that Barcelona was, were going to change from their typical 4-3-3 to go into a 4-4-2. And once I saw that, I knew it was over. Because to play a club like Bayern, you have to have somebody that's going to be able to defend up front. Like, I guess you could say defend up front and defend at the back and still be able to work the midfield. And that's something that's something that whenever they whenever they play their 4-3-3, that's something that, that they're going to be able to do. And I saw that they were going to put um, Messi and Suarez up top as a two strike with the two striker formation. And then once I saw that it was going to be a diamond formation, I knew it was I knew it was over then and there. And like you said, Nick, I think this is the final straw for Messi. I think he's he's either going to leave, he's either going to leave the club, or he's going to try to get somebody better up front in in um in the front office. He's going to try to get somebody better in the front office to help him get somebody that will help him. I guess reports, you could say help him on the pitch. Reports are saying that he wants to uh, leave, and Man City are like the front runners for that right now. But, Which but, would make sense. That, that he wants. Yeah, it, it makes sense, honestly. Like his old coach in Pep Guardiola, his teammate in Aguero, you know, they, tons of money that they could just throw in it. They actually have a plan relatively. The yeah. only weak spot is the defense, and that's easy. My only thing with that, though, is that they have Riyad Mahrez, and Mahrez was like, like he improved drastically uh, last season. So it's, yeah, and but they also you, have you're, Bernardo you're, you're Silva, putting, just to say. Yeah, and Bernardo Silva. So it's like you're hey, putting. They got, they got a new coach, though. They're gonna they're gonna sign a new coach. Yeah, Ronald, Barcelona Kuman, right? Yeah, yeah. Ronald Kuman. I, I yeah, think, here's my thoughts. All right. Okay, so I think we can all agree, Bayern are the clear favorites, right? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure, I, a thousand percent, a thousand. I think that there are teams that got eliminated that would give them serious serious issues, but they yeah. never got to. Play. They played the teams that are perfect for just absolutely. Game. So okay, so put up. Here are the two – there are two teams that I remember I looked at. I was like, okay, this could be a problem for Bayern, right? Juve, because they have the one person that is, like, the absolute just trump card over basically everyone, you know, in Ronaldo. All right, and two was Man City. I thought Man City had the best – because they have De Bruyne to just pick, 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 pick. And I am not trusting Alfonso Davies, Kimmich, uh, who is it? Who did it play? Boateng and then John Alaba. Alaba. I'm not trusting them against the Bruna. I, I don't care who you are. Like, there are teams that could beat Bayern. I don't think that they would because Bayern is a legitimate squad. But it's like, there are teams that would have given issues. I think that they're uh, – we'll go into this a little bit later. I have a ton that I think that would give them so many issues for different yeah, reasons. Yeah. But I think Yo. that Bayern aren't invulnerable. I think that the, the game versus uh, – who is it? Olympiacos. Because Olympiacos took a two fine. I don't think people remember this. They they were like in that game the entire for both times for the, like the longest time they were in the game. You know, like Bayern aren't invulnerable, 
but the, at this point they just seem invincible if that makes sense you know like if it makes they're not they're not invulnerable but they're invincible i don't think okay I, I don't i don't think they seem invincible because i looked at so like you saw the first 15 minutes of the game against barcelona they could have easily scored three or four goals in that opening 15 minutes Bayern munich if they're attacked the right way which Barca definitely do know how to do. Like, like Barca scored two goals against them. It, it, their, their attack wasn't, wasn't the issue. But um, Bayern, Bayern Munich are, can be shaky at the back. And if – like, I'm, which, which is why I was, I, was, I was actually, like, really disappointed when Man City lost to Leon. Because imagine Bayern Munich versus Man City. Uh, I know Aguero's injured, but uh, you have Sterling. You have Bernardo Silva, Gabriel Jesus, Riyad Mahrez, De Bruyne. The list goes on for Manchester City. And, like, they could have attacked that Bayern defense. And I trust Manchester City defensively way more than I trust Barcelona defensively. And, like, that would have been, that, that would, that would have been a great game. But, I mean, Bayern can be, can, can be got at. There are a few teams that can do that. Yeah, you're right, Nick. So, um, I'm not sure that Leon are the team to do it. They are a better defensive unit. And they, are, they did very well against City uh, counterattacking-wise. But I think Bayern will be too strong for them. But PSG, if, if it ends up being Bayern versus PSG, that's going to be interesting as well. Okay, so you're talking about Man City more trusted defensively. I do not trust Man City defensively. That is the No, one no, no, no. I never, no. I never said no, that. Hold on, I, hold on, I, hold on, I trusted hold on. them. Yeah. Blah, blah. Hold on. Okay. I trust Barca's talent defensively to hold so many more teams. It's just the issue that if they're off, they're so off. You know, like, and it's showed versus Bayern. Bayern is just absolutely ruthless when they want to be. But I think Man City's defense is way worse than Barca's top to bottom. You know, like, because Ter Stegen is better than Edison. You know, PK and Longley is a better pairing than Stones and Otamendi or whoever the heck they run back. You know, like, regardless. You know, Walker and Conteo aren't what they used to be. You know, even though Seminole played really bad, generally he's a good right back. You know, like, and then Jordi Alba or Ferco are also a good left back. You know, they're, they're better than Man City. You know, so, like, top to bottom, they're better. But if that makes sense, but it's at the same time, they, when they're off, they're so off. You know, like whenever you attack, I think, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's the main thing. When 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 they're off, they're they're completely off the game. And Man City, they can still be off, but then they can they can count on their attack to get results. I think that's the difference between City and Barcelona because City have that incredible attacking force that uh, like with like so many players. For Barca, they mostly rely on Messi, which is sad because they have other players like Fatih, Griezmann, Suarez, who scored a really good goal against Bayern Munich, but that's not going to count. That's not going to matter, obviously. But they hey, rely uh, so much on Messi. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, oh, that's what I was thinking because like if you if you so I, I feel like if they get rid of, like, if they move Messi or if Messi leaves, I feel like Barcelona will be a better team because I think they'll play more in, like, a team ball kind of thing, right? Because that's what you said, right? You said, like, they relied on Messi way too much. Now, if you look at Real Madrid, obviously they didn't do well in, like, the uh, UEFA, like, the, the Europe, uh, the Champions League. But in La Liga, they're one. <laughs> you, yes. I mean, he's not wrong. I like you. No, we're doing so well. Let me just, let me just say, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, I'm, go not, ahead, I'm not a huge soccer fan. Yeah, so. you're talking wonder. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're, 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 you're definitely right. Yeah, yeah but I mean, so I'm just looking at like, I'm just looking at like stats, kind of wise. I look, I look at stats. 
And like, I'm seeing, like, because Real Madrid and La Liga, like, they're number one. They're without Ronaldo. They're doing well without Ronaldo, at least in La Liga. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, if no Messi, you think Barcelona, you guys think Barcelona will do well? I mean, really well? Without Messi? Without Messi, because they'll be playing a team ball without Messi. Really? It all depends on the coach. It just depends on the manager because Real Madrid was very was not very good once Zidane left. Zidane came back and then he just dominated again. Yeah. And then with, with Barcelona, they just recently the organization has just not been choosing the right manager for the team, and if, with how that they're making decisions that aren't benefiting Barcelona and they're more benefiting just. They haven't worked out. None of them have worked yeah. out. And the reason Barcelona is failing so hard is because the organization is failing, choosing the right manager to lead Barcelona. I got you. Like the president's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like they have such good assets. They have such good assets. Hand, hand. I had my hand first. So let, let, me, let, me, speak, <laughs> let me speak first. All right. So uh, on Pablo's point, I completely disagree about the manager. The manager has never been the issue. Yes, they might not have fit Barcelona, but they still produce results, right? TK said the end had a 73, 75% win rate, right? And he still got fired because of one result, because the players didn't fit the system, or because Barthelmo, which is, in my opinion, the president, he's the biggest issue because he never knows what to do. He always blames everyone else but himself. That's why they fired Abidal, you know, like, Valverde, people were roasting him. He had, like, an 85% win rate. Like, he literally was great. It's just the fact that the, the players had a bad game. He's and, still and won the Barthelme league that year, right? Plan, you know? Jairo's first bad night. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm I just saying, he's, he still won the Liga last year, right? Exactly. Yeah. He still won La Liga. You know, it's like, the, the manager has never been the issue. There's never been the true issue, correction. You know, like, yes, there, there's been an issue, but it's not, like, the make or break. Also, after Hyrule and Adam and I should talk, let's move over to some UCL predictions and recap for the other matches, you know? Okay, right. so I genuinely feel like it's not I, – I know I know you, you really can't blame the coach for any of it. The, like, the manager, you can't blame the manager for how the players, like, play. But you can blame the manager on how he tells the players, like, how he moves the players around. But at the same time, okay. At the same time, it's like, even though, even though the the manager is uh, sorry, I my my mom uh, came in and she like made me forget my points. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So, Adnaji, did you have something to say? Yeah. I, I mean. Just on the lines of, yeah, I, I agree with Nick in terms of the manager isn't the issue. I mean, I, I think that Ronald Koeman might surprise people, but I don't think I – don't, I, I think the president has to be out. I mean, they've already made changes. They've sacked the manager. They've uh, sacked the, uh, the sporting director and stuff. They're, they're making the right moves, but, but then the president just has to go. They're, because, I mean, he has sacked managers upon man, man, Luis Enrique – Valverde, and then now this uh, Kike Setien, and now he's gonna uh, now Ronald Koeman is there. What what if something happens where they have a bad result in the Champions League? Is Ronald Koeman gonna be fired as well? I mean that 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 that, that can't happen, and then that's just gonna keep keep on outlining the problem that it's the it's the president that's the issue. So I mean, all in all, 
I mean, on, all all in all, it, it was a bad champions, bad season for La Liga teams in the Champions League. Never mind just Barcelona. But Barcelona obviously had the worst of, worst of it. So they'll have to look at themselves and be, and just and just say like just fix fix their team. It's gonna it's not and it's not gonna be easy. Lionel Messi going out. I, I agree with Mitra. It's gonna make their team better because then they're gonna have to play as a team because they can't rely on one single star instead of player. So the defense was so bad in that game. Can yeah, that's <laughs> another thing. Yeah, it was so like I I saw there were people saying that oh Bayern were too good. Barcelona just couldn't handle them. I mean I know Bayern were incredible. They 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 really were. But Barca there was there were, there were some of those goals that could have easily been avoided. Easily. Okay, so avoided. sorry. So, Sorry to cut off you, buddy, but like, I have to eat dinner at six thirty. I don't want another three-hour episode. So. Oh, that's not gonna happen. Trust <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. No. All right. So okay. So let's move on. All right. So I want to talk about this, right? Since I have a lot to get off my shoulders about the Atlético Leipzig game. All right. I've told Adnaja and Pablo this that I disagree so hard with their opinion in the in their podcast. They were like, Leipzig played well. No, Leipzig did not play well. Like this is not a testament to Leipzig's ability. This is more a testament to their heart and their mind, all right? This is not a testament to their actual ability. There is such, like, everyone who's saying, oh, my God, Leipzig was so over Atletico. No, they weren't. They had two shots on target, right? And the deflection didn't count as a shot because it never actually traveled near the net. It, it was still outside the box when it got deflected. Or it was, like, outside the goalie's box, region, whatever it is, right? So, first of all, right, I have I do have an issue with starting Marcus Llorente as a striker. I know he's, like, he's changed so much since the Liverpool tie. I know Adonijah is still a little bit upset about that. You know, I'm sure you were rooting for Leipzig the entire time, right? But, like, Marcus Rente has actually stepped up, you know, as a goal-scoring option, you know. But the issue is, you know, I don't like him at that position, you know. We should start Faelish in this position. And it showed in those, like, 20, 30 minutes. Like, for the majority of the second half, and this is not an exaggeration, I think out of the second half, 45 I think we dominated 40 minutes of that. Uh, people who say that we didn't play well, no, you, you're an absolute idiot if you don't think that. Like, if you clearly didn't watch the game or you're just stupid or you're just blind or one of the three, you know, it's like uh, we played very well. There's 20 or 30 minutes, you know, including the failish penalty, you know, including the Renan Lodi dive. Because I do – whenever I first saw that, I was like, that's a pen, that's a pen. But it's like, no, when you watch the replay, yes, he dived. It, it, the refs were pretty good for the majority of the game. I think they got one issue wrong. I'll talk about that in a second. I think that for the majority of the second half, we just absolutely took it. Just absolutely took it to uh, to uh, Leipzig. And I think that Felix's introduction really should have killed the game. You know, like there was like a good period where Upamakano was the only thing stopping us. I think the, the biggest issue that I have with the result is in the fact that we lost to a deflection. It's the fact that, you know, the red, I think that the Klosterman tackle, I don't know if Adonijah, I don't think Adonijah will agree with this. You can give a referee, like, input and why it was. I think it was a red card. I think because it was a clear denial of a goal-scoring opportunity, and it was going to be goal-scored. Like, there was no way Felix was going to miss on one-on-one. He tackled him from behind. Felix knew he was tackling him from behind. He took a touch and just to ensure that he got the pen, right? But he still was going to shoot. You know, like, he still had the inclination to shoot. He even talked about it. He said, I was going to shoot. I just took the touch to make sure that I got the pen in case I messed up, missed the ball or something like that. You know, it's like, uh, oh, it says run. Meeting will end in 10 minutes, Hang on. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. They, they, they just go on. No, it said remaining meeting time, 9.50. Yeah, it just goes on. It doesn't, it, it, it won't. 
do understand. Are you sure? Like, All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll trust in that. All right. But like, I think it was a pen. I, I want to hear your thoughts. I think because if Ramos is stuck on, on Gabriel Jesus, when it was, it wasn't even looked at, was a pen. If that, or if that was a red card, I think that this 100% is way more of a red card than Gabriel and Jesus. Because okay, Ramos so, is still going to catch up to Jesus. Like, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, being like having the referee's view of it, what, what we look, what we look for when it comes to those situations like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was good, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Jeez. So uh, anyway, like, like what, 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 like us as referees, we look for is dogs though denial of a goal scoring opportunity. And whenever you uh, have to look at like sort of red cards, especially when it's in the penalty area, you have to look at is the guy going for the ball or is he going for the player? Now, like take like for example, um, you remember in the Premier League, Man City versus Arsenal when David Luiz got got the red card to get sent off. It was uh, he helped. What is Hyro doing? He's really distracted. Hyro. <laughs> I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. My, yeah, dad, on, my dad just got home. Before, oh, okay. before you continue on that, I don't know. I don't know if it's Pablo's. There's like some background noise, like a, a TV. There's noise. a back. I hear a background noise. Yeah. yeah I think it might be Pablo's. Yeah, Pablo. I think it's yours. Check in the background if you have anything. I mean, it might be like the air conditioning. No, it sounds like someone's like, like a an TV echo. Is on. I don't know. What was that? I don't know. All right, it's gone right now. But anyhow, continue. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so basically, like, you, we look for a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. So, like, if you look at David Luiz's red card against City, he had no intention of playing the ball. He pulled the player back as the, as the dude was going in to try and score a goal. That's a red card. This, for this one, was it a penalty? Of, no doubt it was a penalty, yes. Um, but he's going for the ball. He, th- does he tackle from behind? Yeah, yeah, he does. But he's go, he, he, it, it is very easy to tell that he's going for the ball. He's not going to attack the player. That's not that's not his that's not his intention. Therefore, it's it's only a yellow card. If it was outside the area, if it was outside the area, then it would be it would be a red card because uh, because it's denial of the goal scoring uh, words denial of the goal scoring opportunity outside the box. If it's inside the box, it's a yellow card. But but if, but if he was like like um, going straight, for, would have been a red card either way. I think. Yes, I, I remember watching. I was like, okay, he's clearly going for the ball. But at the same time, he denies a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Like, that is the pure definition. A red card is given in the denial of a pure goal-scoring opportunity. Like, I think in prof- profanity words or whatever, you yeah. know, like if you curse out the referee and call his mom a whore or something like that, you know, like, that's another one. <laughs> that was very specific. That was no, that's pretty what, specific. You remember, when Griezmann, <laughs> you remember when Griezmann got sent off? Like he said, two eros un cagón. He basically said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bottom." Like, he, and then Costa got sent off for calling the reps mama whore. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, what's it called? But anyhow, let me. And then you get for denial of a peer scoring opportunity, insulting the referee, like in a, an extreme scenario, and then or uh, be, doing an aggressive tackle where it's clear yeah, violent conduct and all that stuff. So it didn't the count the, the last two, but it definitely counted the first. So it's like. He was going to score, like, regardless. He was going to score. I think that, that that's the main case why I think it should have been a red. I mean, honestly, if you if, – if you like, that one, that one is a difficult one because he is clean through. If the, if the referee – excuse me. If the referee gave a red card, VAR would have 
been fine with it. If the referee gave a yellow card, which he did, Vieira would have been fine with it because the the lines are so blurred, which is why they should which is why they should change the rules. I'm just going based off the rules that I've been taught and the rules that I know. And what the rules say is that is that would be that would be a yellow card. But it could it could it could have been a red if if viewed differently by the referee and the VAR wouldn't have gotten involved. So either way, it would have been the right decision. Um, for me personally, it's only just a yellow card. But um, if it was given as a red, I wouldn't have complained because it, it could have easily have uh, been a red in another in another referee's eyes. And I'll, I'm gonna finish up this. We'll talk about Atalanta versus PSG and then Leon versus Man City and Sat. But I'm gonna finish up talking about my club because it's the club I'm passionate about, right? You guys can talk about Man City. Yeah. I, I'm not. Super familiar with that, but okay, so look, right, I think I'm scared for what the board's going to do, right, because I thought that the Liverpool tie was the assertiveness of Simeone's job that he still had a place in his team, right, but what I think I'm scared of what the board's going to do is they're going to fire Simeone because he's not getting the results that we want, which is... That would be stupid. (laughs) That's honestly... I think that he is the best coach for this team, and he's going to be the best coach for this team for a while until we get, like, actual talent. I think the number one issue that the board needs to look at is our striker position. Morata is not cutting it. Diego Costa is not cutting it. They can cut it, but not right now. I think that we're falling behind because of our strike force. I think I think the smart move not only would be to, like, free him, but to actually, you know, to, that it would make sense because he knows the system would be two things. Get Cavani who it looks like he's going to Benfica as we speak. Um, Benfica posted a teaser or something like that a little bit ago, right? Or two, to get Griezmann. Both are hardworking strikers who know how to play in the system, who are ruthless finishes and allow us to play, you know, our style. You know, like I've said this so many times, Griezmann was the savior for our team so many times. He would just let us play like absolute dog shit and we'd still get a result, you know, because we had that striker that could just break through just like that. You know, I think at Barca, he's a waste. I think here, he would – I think I would welcome him with full arms, you know, that, not just because he's my favorite player, but because he's a former player. He knows the system. He would fix the team, you know. So, I think that what we need to do is, like, make sure Simeone is stocked up for the long term, you know. Like, yes, his results aren't as great as they used to be, but he still has results, you know. He still has his place in Europe. I think we need to get a striker. I think the second thing we need to do is to hold on to our current pattern. So I'm talking Koke, Saul, Parte, Oblak, Renan Lodi, uh, and Joao Felix. I think we, we need to keep all of them. I, I think everyone else, in my opinion, is expendable at this point. You know, like, I am, except for, like, Trippier, I think I'll, we should get him back. Okay. Jimenez, you know. But it's like, we need to get a, a system in place where it's not just glitz and glamour with the pictures, like, spending 70 million on the money. You know, like, we need to get not just glitz and glamour, but a team that actually works our system. You know, like, this is our weakest team we've had for God knows how long, since the start of the Simeone era, you know? And so I think that we need to fix, look at deep, take a deep look at ourselves. Not too deep, not Barcelona deep, but just, like, a deep look at ourselves and try and figure out what is wrong with this team. You know, where can we upgrade? Like, I think the midfield, I think the midfield is fine. I think we have a solid midfield. I think we need to upgrade a striker for Freilich to get an experienced striker who can score his chances. Like, because Costa Moretta is too many for us. I think we need to keep that's more or less the same, you know, maybe make some profit on someone, make a signing or two, you know. But I think that the most important thing is lock up Simeone and get a striker. That's yeah, just, it's, more, it's more like what you guys need to improve rather than what you guys need to fix. Yeah. It's like, what do we need to – yeah, there's not an issue. Like, we are always going to be scrapping 
Pablo, I'm pretty sure that it's on your side, bro. Yeah. Do you have headphones, Pablo? Hold on. I think that would. I think that would. Help. I'm gonna mute you. Really quick. There you go. Yeah. All right. It was. It was on his side. Yeah. Obviously, it was on his because I kept seeing his thing pop up as like. <laughs> anyhow. All right. Yeah, better. Better mute. I mean, is there echo? Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. Okay, let's talk Atalanta PSG. I, I felt so bad for Atalanta, bro. I felt, oh, my God. I remember I was watching this game. I was like, I posted on my story, PSG to win 2-1. And then, like, as I post that, Neymar misses the absolute sitter by his standard. I'm like, oh, crap. Bro, this I thought, is Neymar, I saw the game versus I, – I just, I, I just finished watching the game versus – Less than a minute remaining. Hold up. Oh, we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, let's keep talking. If it pauses, then we'll resume from where we were. Right. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, um, I've, I finished watching the game from uh, P, uh, PSG versus Leipzig, and uh, I, that one finished 3 0 to PSG. Neymar missed many chances in that game as well. I mean, he, yeah, he set, up, he set up quite a few, obviously. He, he had a good – that, that goal from Di Maria, he, that was a good flick from him. But um, he missed many chances in, in that game against Leipzig, and he did the same against Atalanta. That first one, I was, I was like, how do you miss that? Like, I, like I know, I know, like it's easy for us to to say that when we're watching it, but like it's like it's a simple chance for him to score. I mean, Squan is another one, so like you're thinking like, oh, it might it just might not be PSG's uh, night. Obviously, after Atalanta scored, they tried PSG to, to attack, attack, and then those two late goals, uh, they got them and, and uh, won the game. So I don't know. Got there in the end. I'll speak right now. I don't know about yeah. you guys. But I think that this shows PSG has finally gotten over the hump, that they are truly, truly now in here. They are in the present. I think beforehand, they would have crumbled against the uh, Welcome back, guys. Uh, that was part one because Zoom canceled after 40 minutes. But as I was saying, all right, I think that this shows that PSG are well and truly here. You know, I think this is their – this may not be their year because of Bayern, but I think in every other year that the, this is your year, you know, because they finally got to the semifinals. They finally got to the final, as we just found out. They beat uh, – Leipzig 3-0. You know, they overcame Atalanta and uh, Dortmund in, when they were trailing, you know. And they've showed that, that they do actually have heart, you know, that they, they have the heart of a champion, you know. I think that Bayern have the team of champions, but I think that, you know, PSG under normal circumstances would have folded. But I think this time they finally stepped up to the bat. They've shown their true capabilities. That everyone stepped up, you know. I think that this, under normal circumstances, this would be their year. All right, and Nigel? Um the only, the only, the quiet. Only thing, like, you're you're a little too quiet, buddy. Okay. Like the only, the only thing, like um, like to be like sort of like a devil's advocate. Yeah, they played Dortmund and they came back in that game. Yeah, they did a good job there. But then they played Atalanta and Leipzig. Now, now, granted that both both of those teams are still very talented in their own right, but they're not the Barcelona that they that they lost to a few years ago, or the Real Madrid that they got knocked out by a couple uh, a couple years ago. So it's like, so it's like they, they when they got knocked out, they got knocked out to the big teams. So it's so, if they do end up facing Bayern in the final, it will be interesting to see if they can. Uh, of course, Bayern are, are like a powerhouse, obviously. But if they can somehow beat Bayern, then I think that like it'll finally like like be like a monumental moment for them. But if they get trashed by Bayern, which I honestly hope that they that 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 they don't. I hope it's like a good game. Then, um. Then it's not. Then it's just. Then it's just going to be the same thing. Then they're going to have to re recycle and stuff. But mm -hmm. they did a great job against Atalanta to get through. Uh, they had to fight. They had to fight back. They showed grit. They showed passion, and they got there in the end. And then they just. They just trashed Leipzig. So um, 
they're they're on to, they're on to the final now. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that, how that one goes, whether it's against Leon or against Bayern. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Leon, all right, let's talk about Sterling's miss. You know, no, I'm just kidding. We'll we'll talk about that later. You know, but I think that that has to be a true test because I remember in my video when I was with Omar, we were doing our predictions, right? I predicted it would be Leon versus Man City. I said, all right, I think this is obvious. Man City, you know, there's no explanation. It's Man City. They should move on, right? It could have been that obvious. Like, they had chances. <laughs> yeah, it should have been obvious, you know. Like, I, I don't understand how a team this good, you know, can never make it to the semifinals with the manager they have, the talent they have. Like, it, it's just a joke. This club, Man City club needs to really look at themselves, you know. Uh, are they truly capable of being champions or do they need to somehow change something drastically, you know, like, they, this is a team that should be a champion, has the potential to be a champion every year. You know, it's always looked at as one of the favorites, and they always fall prematurely. You know, it's, it's just an absolute joke that this club keeps getting knocked out at, at this stage or before, over and over and over again. Uh, you have the most money in the world. You have the best manager or one of them in the world, and you have one of the best squads in the world. What more do you need to get further than them? We've been further than them at this point. Like, that's a joke. That's an absolute joke. Where a club that beforehand spent less than $25 million in the transfer window has now gone further than a club that spent more money on the defense than the whole country of like Libya. It's like, how is this a thing? Like, that's not supposed to happen. All right, Anaj, I saw you had your yeah, hand. Yeah, and, and, and for this game specifically, I think it was down to what Pep did in his tactics. I mean, obviously the performance didn't help, and like their defending didn't help, but they went with like a three-five-two, which you don't consider Pep to go for that sort of like um, formation, and he did that for the sole reason of knowing that his defense, is, especially this season, was not capable of defending as well as they've defended in years past. So he went with sort of like I wouldn't say he went with the defensive lineup; he went with the cautious, cautious lineup. And it went and like in the end, it went against his favor. I mean, uh, they conceded the first. In fact, all three goals that Man City conceded were were very suspect defensively, especially especially um, the uh, second and especially the, the second and third one. Um, but I mean, Leon completely deserved deserved it. That um, no discredit to them. But Man City defensively, they 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 were really poor, really really poor. And they like with with that performance, they deserved to go out. Yeah, I think they they still had the chance to go save themselves, but they still bottled it. Specifically yeah. Sterling. Like, I don't know. I remember I posted a video on my Instagram, and, like, I had so many people just telling me, like, this is, like, the funniest thing. Is this just me just, like, are you kidding me? Is just me just reacting. Just, like, how can you miss that? You're worth $120 million, you know, but in, in this transfer window, it would probably be, like, $150 million, you know, at, at this time and age. And you miss that, and you're telling me that you're one of the best forwards in the world. How do you miss that? We could, all of us, uh, Anija, Pablo, Mitra, no, Mitra, Mitra could have scored that. Mitra could have scored that. All you have to um, do, is, no, all you have to do is get a touch. If you touch the ball, it'd be better if you. It's one thing if you like, if the ball took a bounce and it went over him and he mishit it or something like that. No, it was straight on. All you had to do was just touch it home, and you missed it. And then literally, I'm not even joking. I, as I was posting that video, I saw that, like, as I uploaded the video, I see, I see Leon score. I'm like, what the hell? Did they really just score from the goal? They scored from the goal kick. Like, Sterling, which, which, you which, which suck, bro. If you miss that, you just suck. Like, I missed it. No, no, you, you can't say he's. 
sucks because he scored no. 20 plus goals this season. No, if you score 20 plus goals, you better damn well be scoring that, right? Like, I missed I mean, my fair, fair chance. And, uh, I'm not fair, saying anything can happen. I, I'm not saying I haven't missed my fair chance of sitters. I have missed my fair chance of sitters, but it's for different reasons. Like, you expect me to, you know, not put it in bins every single time. You expect someone who's worth, who gets like, what, 200 grand a week? 200 grand a week to put that away every single time. Yeah. If you get 200 grand a week, you better damn well be scoring. Like, that's just but a big break. I mean, even, even then, even that, even even if Sterling does miss that chance, Gabriel J.C. still had a chance. Um, he, he, had a, he had a couple of chances in the game. De Bruyne scored one. That was a great goal from him. That they created chances. And then Ederson, like, I, I, like, I, I, I don't understand how some, some people, like, I, I've, I've tried to be a bit transparent with this, but, like, especially after that game, I don't understand how people can call him one of the best, like, how how people think he's better than Allison? How some people still think he's better than Ter Stegen or Oblak? He I mean, makes he makes up, more mistakes. I'm just saying, you took Ederson over. Let's just read up this list: Allison, Ter Stegen, Onana, Courtois. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, let's just get Neuer at the top of my head. Handanovic at the top of my head. Gulacci uh-huh. at the top of my head. You uh-huh. took him. Oh, you said he is not getting enough credit. He is one of the world's best goalies. That was the exact I said I know I said he I said I said he's one of the world's best goalies. I never said he was better than any of the goalkeepers that you used. But mentioned. you took him over there. I took you him took because him over. you literally listen, listen, listen to me. No. I took him. Listen, you listen to me. Let me finish. Let me finish. I took him because he was better for my team because of what my team is. My because because my team what my team is Ederson is 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 good for which is dis- distributing. But I'm talking <laughs> about him as a goalkeeper, actually saving shots. You saw that second goal that that that, that uh, Liam scored. Straight through his legs, could have easily saved that. Third one, definitely should have held on to. And I know Pablo was a goalkeeper, seeing that. Like, like he 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 would have had aneurysms over that. Like, like it like it was like it was it was really bad. And like he's made mistakes like that in the Premier League before. And it's like I don't understand how people don't see it. Yes, he's a great distributor of the ball, and he can spring an eighty-yard pass to anybody, uh, and and to put them through in, in on goal. He's done it many times. He's a good player for that, which is why I chose him in my team for 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 my players. But as as a shot stopper, which is what most goalkeepers are there for, he's not as good as 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 most most of the goal most of the goalkeepers that that you said, and that oh. showed it. But if you wanted a sprayer, you could have just taken Neuer. You Ter Stegen can spray a pass. I mean, Ali Sun has shown that he can spray passes. Maybe not like 80 yards, but yes, he can spray him. Like, what the odds of you breaking down each and every one of our defenders with that is very slim to none. Like, we have world class players all around. And to say that your goalkeeper has now become the, somehow in the space of like a week has somehow become the most liable out of all of us. And I'm not including Ter Stegen as liable because none of the goals were his fault. Like, he couldn't but have. No, like, no. Like, all of the goals, like, okay, they were bound to go in. Like, even if you saved it, it was going right to Lewandowski. Like, Lewandowski was ready for their penalty. Like, Persich? Yeah, no. Yeah, Tosega wasn't at fault for any of those goals. Yeah, he was not at fault for all eight, all right? Alisson has shown that he means so much to Liverpool. I mean, who did uh, Hyro take? Hang on, let, let's scroll. The, all Black has saved us so many times, you know, repping Atleti. He's the best keeper shot-stopping in the world, right? I mean, you could have gotten so many other people that can distribute a ball. And you picked. I know, but he's I, the know. Best I picked Ederson. I, but like, I, I, I picked Ederson. In, in my opinion, 
Yeah, because because Ederson is the best in the world at, in terms of goalkeepers, dude. He's be, I I know I mean, yeah. he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Obak is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Ederson is is a the best shot stopper. Yeah. Yes, Ederson he's, he's the best passer in the world when it comes to goalkeeping. But as a shot stopper, he's not better than Allison. He's not better than Oblak. He's not better than Stegen. He's so, not better than Onana at this point, bro. Like nah, Onana mean, can still spray passes, bro. People he was can, but not as good as Edison. That's why I chose him for my team. Dog, you have but, not played against. Saying, you have not I'm, played with Onana. He can spray passes, bro. Like I went have to, not played against Onana. Are we talking about FIFA? No, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie went to. He said Onana sprayed easily like sixty yard pings like it was nothing. Like the dude has a kick in a half. Oh, yeah. Bro. Obviously not Edison level, but like Edison yeah, has I a know. But I mean, yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm just basing this off of what because I, I watched I watched the Premier League religiously. So everything okay, Ederson we're, we're getting off topic. Hyrule, yeah. do you have the teams? Uh, give me one second. Um, I have to charge my laptop. Um, it's not dead or anything. I have the teams ready. Oh, okay. But just in case, All right. I just have to plug it in. All right. I won't take so, that long. What we're going to do here, guys, is – All right, so I've explained this to them, right? We're going to have – we're going to talk a theoretical two-legged time between each of our teams. I have seated mine at the one seed because I believe mine is the best. And I'll explain um, that. I put Adonijah yeah. at the two seed. As much as I roasted Pablo, I put him at the three seed. And I put Hyrule at the four seed because his is the worst for the bunch. Wow. <laughs> so, so biased. We're gonna, you know, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna so, Damn, not even you wait for this bias. Mitchell should get last choice. Just huh? since he has... Since Mitchell hasn't heard of the team, he should get, like, a big choice. Nah, it's fine. I don't know half the players, man. <laughs> no, you'll know a lot. Of, there is – we filled it with world-class players. All right, so uh, running over the teams, Hyrule will show them in a second. All right, so I have in goal Ter Stegen. That's the two center backs, Varane and Manolas. Left back, Alfonso Davies. Right back, Joshua Kimmich. CDM, I have Casemiro. Center mids, I have KDB and Frankie de Jong. Not Ford, sure if you can Messi, see that, but... Aguero, Neymar. Yes, we can see that. And as the substitutes, uh, Jairo can't say him right there, but Salah, Ndidi, Thomas Buller, Marquinhos, who's going on a scoring streak, and Buffon and Simeone as my manager. All right, so that's my team right there for those of you guys who... Uh, uh, Jairo, could you zoom in a little bit so they can see a little bit better? All right, that's my team for those of you who uh, want to have a visual representation. All right, so moving on to uh, Jairo's team, who is the one against mine, all right? He has all black and goal, Kaidu Kulubali as center back, Matias De Ligt as other center back, Rafael Guerrero at left back, right back he has Trent Alexander Arnold, midfield he has Kroos and Kante. Okay, yeah, Kroos is on the left. I, I'm a FIFA nerd, so I have to see like the box to box attacking guy on the left side. That's just the stipulation. All right, so he has that right. Sancho, Werner, Mbappe, and James Madison in his attack. Dude, you had it right. Yeah. No, no, yeah, you had it right. You had it right. You had it right. It's good. It's good. Just, just I know. Right. I just want to piss you off. Oh, my God. You're such a fuck. <laughs> and as his substitutes, he has Courtois, Pulisic, Zayish, Hakimi, Raul Jimenez, and Zizou as his head coach. All right. Now, moving on to Adonisha in the two seed, we have – okay, hang on. Wait, let me find it. Ederson. Aaron Wambasak at the right back. Laporte and Van Dyke as the center backs. Left back, he has Robertson. CDM, Fabinho. Uh, midfield, he has Goretzka and Coutinho as more of the attacking one between them. All right. 
And then and the attack, he has Mane, Lewandowski, Hyung Min Son, right? Wait, did you have Mane on the yeah. right or the left? Uh, I put him on the left. Mane's on the right. Son is on the left. On the right? Okay. Hold and on. Give me one second. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. All right. But, yeah. So, wait. Is it good? Is it like a 4-3-3? Three, three? It's, right it's a 4-2-3-1. It's a 4-2-3-1. 4-2-3-1? Yeah. Just yeah. flip uh, the... Yeah, just, yeah, flip, just flip Mane the, and Son. Flip Mane and Son for the representation. And then for substitutes, you cannot see him here. He has Emiliano Martinez, right? Not look. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Emiliano Martinez. Uh... Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Bruno Fernandez, Diego Godin, Fernandinho, and Jurgen Klopp as his manager. Jurgen. All right. Mitchell knew that one. I knew that to the manager. Yeah, I'm a Germany fan, bro. Germany. All right. Can you zoom in on the squad? Yeah, that's the squad right there. A solid bet. Probably. Six squad. That's a case for the best defense in the in the year. But we'll, we'll, we'll digress and we'll talk. All right, and moving on, we have Pablo, who has some questionable, still, questionable picks. I'm still yeah. very angry at right wing, but – I mean, at striker, I'm still very yeah, angry. But, uh, yeah, you idiot. Yeah, you still, also forgot I'm Hazard. You also I mean, forgot yeah, 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 Hazard. Very true. Hazard and Salah, I completely Kane, forgot about. Lacazette, like, you could have upgraded so much. Aubameyang. Di Maria. Uh, I got Messi. it. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, but you got Pablo's you team. Got, wait. Look, 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 look. Pablo's team <laughs> is goalkeeper, Alisson, center back, Joe Gomez, center back, Ramos, Ricardo Pereira as the right back, uh, Marcelo as the left back, a watched-up Modric and Artur in the midfield with Pogba, uh, and then Cristiano Ronaldo, Antoine Griezmann. And then Erlich brought Holland as the striker. And his substitutes are as follows Unana, Skinia, Lataro Martinez, Firmino, Shula, and Pepe. Now, I'm going to make this offer for everyone here. If you want to substitute someone in, change someone out for another player, you can do that now. So, Pablo, do you want to put in Lataro Martinez or Firmino or Skinia in your team? I'll put Martinez at the striker for Holland. All right. Instead of Holland? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me know when you're done with that change, Hyrule. Okay. Um, I'm going to do this switch. I'm going to put Mbappe up front and take out Werner, and I'm going to put uh, Christian Pulisic at the left. Ooh. Ooh. That's a downgrade. That's a hardcore downgrade. Like Jeez, what do it's you? It's not doing? a hard. No, not really. It's not a hardcore. It, it's. A I hard wouldn't. Hard. No. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's my. Here's my. My thought. Um. I just feel like if you put Pulisic, Pulisic, like in his natural, like, the same with with Mbappe. If you put Mbappe and Pulisic in their natural positions, they're gonna do good. If Pulisic you put like, and and the thing is that I have Sancho on the right, so I don't really want to put um, Mbappe on the right. So I just I I would just rather put Pulisic on the left and have Mbappe. You know, Vera plays left wing. For, he played left wing or left wing basically for Leipzig, right? He would always drift out wide. If you ever watch his highlights, he ninety percent of the time he drifts out wide, right? So you know he's fine doing that. I don't you know, know. It's uh, not he's I, not at his I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. Do um, I don't care. I was born in the U.S. and I want to represent. 
So I'm putting that. Right. I'm putting that for a second. I'm not making no changes. I'm not making no changes. No changes. All right. No changes. I am making one change. Uh, could you swap out Manolas for Marquinhos? Manolas for Marquinhos? Yep. Sir? Oh my gosh. Christian's hot though. Wait, what? Pulisic? <laughs> what? <laughs> Christian Pulisic? <laughs> yeah. Pulisic's a pretty good looking. Yeah, he's pretty good looking. Yeah, he's pretty good okay, looking. Yeah. This is a story I got a meteor, right? Okay, so oh, this this brings back so many memories. Him oh, saying stories to him basketball, bro. No, no, we're, <laughs> we're about to we're about to talk about two legged ties. But while Hyro finishes up and shows the I'm team, I'm finished. Oh, show the team oh. the screen while the I teams? tell the story. Okay. Yeah, show the team. All right, the so team this is going to be one seed right here. This is uh, the one seed um, updated. So right. as you can see, I changed Marquinhos. Put Marquinhos in and as the uh, center back uh, partner with Veron. And the four seed right now, kind of pissed about that. I put Mbappe up top, pull a stick in, and that's my team. Um, what is it, two seed? No changes here. One seed and Lautaro Martinez in the, is now in the lineup in place for uh, Holland. All right. All right, so I'll tell the story really quick, then we'll talk our discussion, right? Okay, so I remember I was walking. All right, so this is girl that – this is like last year, so it's like – like last year, I mean, like junior year, right? So there's this girl that I liked at this point, right? I'm not gonna say her name because you all know her or you have heard of her. And I don't want to do that because you guys are just gonna roast her endlessly. But anyhow, so I, I like her. So I, I go out of my way to just talk to her, right? So what I hadn't accounted on for this day was Mitra had sit, sat with her at the table, right? And so he was talking to her. I'm like, wow. Wait. Right, so, and so uh, what ends up happening? So I, I get kind of, you know excited let's just say the least you know and you know don't and, say that but lack of, lack, lack of a better term what did you say last uh, uh for the for our podcast uh what was it um not wording wording i think phrasing i don't remember phrasing, no, no, phrasing. i get like phrasing, i get yeah. rock i get rock solid like in the literal sense you know like it, it is bad Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 okay. So I'm walking away. I'm walking away talking to Mitra, right? We are now. This is I'm not turning to an I didn't know that this had happened. And Mitra says, Nick, you got a situation down low. I, I looked down like, oh, crap. He's like, no. Nah, I know I'm good looking. He's like, oh, Mitra. Wait, what did that happen? Mitra. It was in the hallway. We were walking back to the math. You didn't. You don't remember this? We were like at the back. No. He's like, Nick, you got an issue down low. You need to fix that. He's like, don't, was... don't worry. I'm I'm pretty good looking, so I can understand that. I swear to God, that, that sounds like something Mitchell would say, though. That yeah. sounds like something Mitchell would say. <laughs> that, that wasn't me at all, man. No, that was you. All right. I remember. I'm you don't sure remember there's this. not another right. Mitchell in our school. I remember. Can, yeah. can we get I back remember. to the? Can we get back yeah, yeah, to the? You guys still have to talk about NBA. Oh yeah. All right. So. Let's talk yeah, about team versus team. So, Hyro, put the screens up as I'm talking why I believe mine is the one too, right? Okay, so we right. have the second – we basically have the second best goalie in the world. The first best, depending on how, how what you define, you know, mining goalie. We have the best left back in the world by far and away right now. You know, the best right back in the world when he was played there. We have the best midfielder in the world, the best forwards in the world, you know, and Salah on the bench just for jokes, you know. One of the best midfielders in the world. And then I know you argue about Fabinho and Niger, but let me just put this here. Who starts for Brazil? Casemiro. Enough said. 
If the entire national Damn. team is Casemiro more than Fabinho, he's better than Fabinho by a wall. You know, he's not better than Katsy in my opinion, but I think he's better than Fabinho. If he starts for – if he is the reason that Fabinho is not in the national squad, he's got to be something special, and he is. That's based right? on preference, though, isn't it? And plus Marquinhos of, of, starts. Of the Brazilian manager. Huh? But that's based on preference of the Brazilian manager, though. I mean, but the Brazilian manager that. didn't pick Fabinho, did he? He picked Artur and Casemiro. What does that say? True. It and then we have Alexandre like Madrid. I know, but it could also be based on the formation, the tactics, and stuff. Whether it's a, he, he plays the CDM as a CDM, my guy. So CDMs can play different ways. Yeah, obviously, but he plays the CDM as the heart of the team. You know, like as I am doing right now, right? So then we have also the hottest center backs in the world right now. You know, like well, Varane had a stinker, but Marquinhos has stepped up the big time when PSG needed it. Oh, ten minutes left. All right, you know what's coming. All right, but so we got, so we got the best center backs, not the best center backs in the world, but a solid pairing. Both are pacey, both are technical, solid, surrounded by class fullbacks, the best attack in the world, one of the best midfielders, midfields you can possibly build, if not the best, you know, in the in the world. And the goalie is Tosagan, plus Ndidi, Buffon, Manolas, Salah, and Muller to back up anyone that needs backing up. You know, there's a reason that this is the one seed. If you guys argue that it's not the one seed. You guys are, are just doing it because it's against me, all right? Like, that's well, at the end well, of the day. Well, that's let thought. me argue. Well, let's look at the number two seed, shall we? No, let's no, no. Go. Hold up. We're doing oh, oh, wait, wait, We're doing Hyrule. Yeah, we're doing Hyrule. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, Hyrule, right. pull up yours. All right. I think there is a big – there's three big glaring issues with this – four, actually. Delic, Guerrero, James Madison, and Pulisic instead of Werner. I agree <laughs> with almost none of those. I think you have definitely downgraded in comparison to mine. Top to bottom, there is not one position that you can say is better, better, better than mine, except for Koulibaly and Mbappe. You can make arguments. And All Black, obviously, you can make an All Black argument. And Conte. And Conte. I mean, Casemiro is on the level. And Cruz. Uh, is he better than De Bruyne? No. Is he better than De Jong? De Jong? Yes. Equal. Yes. I say equal. No. I feel, I feel, I feel like Cruz Depends on what you need. If you need a dictator, that sounded so wrong. If you need a person Dad. to take the temple. What is wrong with you today, bro? <laughs> I think top to bottom, his team is worse. You know, the, the defense is kind of shaky. Top to, Like Guerrero, you could have gone so much better with Tejas. Jordi Alba was there. You know, like you had a lot of players that you could pick and say, like, you could just take Burnett for the same role as Guerrero, you know, like. Honestly, Guerrero is a big weak point. And you, do you really trust him against Messi? I don't. Same with Koulibaly. He already got ruined by Messi once. You know, he gave away a pen to Messi, you know, because he wasn't aware. You know, All Black's already been beaten by Messi many times. You know, the lick, it, as good as he can be, he's not. But are we talking about Messi or your, or your team? We're talking team. And I think. Exactly. One exactly. Thing, and Messi is not going to carry your team. Messi is not going to carry your team. But. Look at the other side. Do you really trust Trent against Neymar? Do you trust the Lick? Do you trust yeah. anyone against Neymar right now? Trent no. right now? pocketed Neymar last, the last time yeah. they played. Dude. Yeah. Trent, I, no, try, no, I, try, no, I trust Trent against Neymar. Against the Neymar. PSG game? No, the he PSG sent him to the shops over no, and no, over. No, 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 no. They won. They were up, I think, 3-1. Oh, no, it was 2-0, and he was sending him to the shops. No, 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 no. He was blitz reading past Which game are you talking about? The one in the group stage. There were two in the group stage. The second one. The second one. 
it wasn't his best performance, but he didn't he didn't send him to the shops. You said and in the first, dude, and in the first like, game, and in the first game, he got Neymar got pickpocketed by Alexander. Like I don't think you can. The problem is there's his team is not obviously all of our teams are good. Like I'm not saying any of our teams yeah. are bad, but there's just different levels to every position. I no, think no, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on some of it, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm just saying. I'm his just attack like, is good, but do you really want to compare it to Aguero, Messi, Neymar? Then. De Bruyne, De Jong can pitch in every once in a while. Casemiro has a rocket. Like, top to Alfonso Davies. Like, do you trust Sancho and Trent to stop both of them? Because you have to remember, Davies is right behind Neymar. You know, like... Yeah, that, I, I, want, I mean, to dangerous. be fair, I want, I want to see what Hyra thinks about it. Okay, that's a dangerous have, matchup. You know, we like, only have six minutes. And then two, I, I, want, I want to see what he has to say about his team. Okay, so to start... Um, I, I absolutely love... Uh, I absolutely love the attack. Um, of um, Mbappe, Pulisic, Sancho, and Madison, and you can say all you want. You can say all you want about how, how right now, um, Messi, Neymar, um, Aguero, and and De Bruyne are all at higher levels than those four players. You can say all that. You can say all you want, but just because you have a lot of talent and just because you have a lot of skill, doesn't mean that you have a lot of heart. So, having this, having said this, I feel I know I know my squad won't beat your squad. But I'm pretty sure, I'm damn sure, I'm damn sure that you're going to have a pretty tough, pretty freaking tough matchup, especially in the midfield. Like, think about it. Conte and Cruz, right? Conte and Cruz back, um, Conte and Cruz in the midfield, right? You can say, oh, uh, you can say that Casemiro um, and Conte are at the same level. I disagree entirely with that. I feel like Conte right now, at this moment, is the best center defensive midfield in the entire world. You can talk about Cruz and De Jong, as I guess you can say they're they're kind of they have the same play style, but they are not. They I don't feel like you can I don't feel like you can't compare those two, and you can't compare you can't com, uh, compare De Bruyne with James Madison because first off, you really can't compare James, uh, Kevin De Bruyne with anybody. Yeah. So with like the KDB comparison with James Madison, of course you're I'm not gonna win that. But I just feel like in the midfield, I might beat you. And in the attack, having speedy, having speedy um, attackers like Pulisic and Sancho and also having a speedy um, striker, I feel like I can, I can beat you. I, I could probably score two goals on you. I think when you're – okay, you've mentioned this. When you start to get the argument about heart, I, look at who my manager is. Name someone who has more heart than Simeone. Name someone who can figure out a game plan to stop your attackers more than Simeone. And I have one of the fastest defense in the world and one of the most assured right-backs in the world. All right? Just because you have a fast defense doesn't mean that you're going to win a game. And if we swap this argument, right, instead of De Bruyne versus Madison, what happens if it's De Jong versus Madison and De Bruyne versus Kroos? Are you still making that argument? No. I think my if you switch it, if you take my worst player, in my opinion, is De Jong, in the midfield versus your worst player, which is Madison. My best player, De Bruyne, versus your best attacking midfielder in Kroos. All right, and my DM, Casemiro, I believe that, yes, you are right. Kante is a little bit better than him. But I think that Casemiro is the second best CDM in the world. He's not that far behind, all right? He's more assured. I know, wouldn't say second best. I, wouldn't, I would not say second best. Who is better? I would not say second best. Who is better? Who is better? Name a better Fabinho? CDM than Casemiro. Okay, so here, 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 here's my argument against you Pogba saying that. Did you, did, you say, did you just say Pogba? No, I said Fabinho. No, no, Pablo said Pogba. No. Wait, did you say Pogba? He can. 
He, but, I mean, he can play in that he position. Can't play, I, he, I agree he with can't you. Play but he, but talking, he does other stuff. Hold yeah. on. We're talking CDM, CDM. CDM, CDM? CDM, CDM. Yeah. Well, then. And even though, even if you say, and if, even if you say that Casemiro gets picked more in uh, internationally, I just, I don't see that, like, think about it. There's so many great, there's so many great players worldwide that aren't getting picked internationally. That's true. I mean, yes, that's true. It, okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you just said it's true. You just said it's true. Just because, just because you have a really good player that Hyrule, doesn't get picked Hyrule, internationally. Hyrule, Adonijah, which team do you support? Do you support Liverpool, right? I uh, support Liverpool. That's why you're supporting yeah. Fabinho. That's not, if you that's, guys, that's, that's, if, if I was supporting, if I was supporting oh Manchester United, I would have said the same up. thing. Let me speak. Let me finish. All right. As an Atletico fan, I am biased towards Atletico. And exactly. I am biased towards La Liga. Just as you guys are biased towards Liverpool and the Prem, you are bound to incline to believe that – oh, I have less than a minute. You are bound to incline to believe that Fabinho is better than Casemiro. When literally everyone else in the league on, the Bundesliga fans, the Serie A fans, every one of them will side with Casemiro. A hundred percent. Like I, th- I think it's the same with, with all Premier League fans as well. But anyway. I think, I think in a two-legged tie, you cannot doubt my talent. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Nobody's saying that they're doubting your talent. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Nobody's doubting your talent. And my talent, midfield-wise, and my solidity in the defense is too much for your team, top to bottom. There is no equal. You don't have a player that can break me down. Seriously, seriously, other than Mbappe and Sancho. Right? You took out the one player who could score randomly in Werner, and you put him in Pulisic, who's in consistent finishing. Right? He's a good finisher. Good finisher. All pros are. Inconsistent, though. Okay, do you really trust him to score more than Werner? No. And then you have James Madison, one of the nicest guys, but definitely not a midfielder that can break down Varane. He's never placed someone other than, like, Virgil van Dijk and Laporte. He's never placed someone on the level of Varane and Marquinhos, all right? Like, there's really no player that you have, realistically, that can change the game just like that for you. I have five. Easy. You know, like, there's no – So, we're going with your – Meeting's about then. Meeting's about then. Hold up. Yeah. Means about ten, but yeah, I think I think this would be five two aggregate. I think you would, I think you can make it like two one on one leg and to give yourself hope. But the second that this comes to the home leg and this comes to the Metropolitan because that is my stadium, this tie is finished. I think that this tie is finished talent wise. I think your team has no shot in this. I think that no one here is arguing that your team your team might have heart. My team has talent. Talent always beats heart, especially when you have Simeone as your manager for that talent, right? That's my thoughts. And well, me is right. about ten. So I'll again, let... since you're the <laughs> wait, do that sound again? Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> and apparently, okay. according to Mitchell, that's what a pregnant rat sounds like. I mean, yeah. I guess okay, he's so that's a good to... way to start the freaking I'm, podcast. I'm to go in like a few minutes. Will, okay, hold up. Oh, we'll do our two three matches wow. really quick. I want to explain my team really quick. Right. Okay, so hold up. up. All right, All right. so Hyrule, could you pull up the teams? So yeah, I got my all right. All right. So uh, we came in agreement, me and Hyrule off camera, that my team would win. He might not think it would be easy. I think the talent wise, it would make it easier than he thinks it would. I think it would be close for a while, but I think that eventually it would just finish off. If, if this was FIFA, you would destroy me like right then and there. If this was FIFA, I, I had your team, I'd destroy you right then and there. Shut up. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong, though. Yeah, I know I'm not wrong. I'm the best player here Ooh. by a good margin. All right, here we go. 
It's, no, they know it. Like, it's not cocky. They know it. Oh, yeah, 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 you've yeah, never, yeah. you've never faced yeah. Nitro, bro. She's too dynamo. If you, Mitch, if you ever, if you, if you ever played with Houston Dynamo and won a game, that would, that would be. That hey, would be... stop under, uh, don't underestimate. Okay, hold on, we're gonna have topics. You gotta yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta leave. Okay, so let me talk about this team. Let me talk about this team. First off, I don't know what Nick was talking about. Best defense out of no, this is the best defense. Andy yeah. Robinson. I said I. Hang on, wait. I said I had contention for one of the best defenses, but I said that yours was the best defense. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is the best defense. Uh, I'll, I'll break, I'll break all eleven players down real quick. Edison, I talked, I already talked about him. We don't, we don't need to talk about him. He's a great distributor, not the best shot stopper, but he's still a really good, good goalkeeper in comparison to most goalkeepers in the world. Uh, Andy Robertson, one of the most solid, most consistent left backs. He rarely has a bad performance. Knows how to swing. Uh, swing a, a ball into the area. Defensively, he's sound as well. So I, I have him in my team, and he's sound. Virgil van Dijk, easily the best defender in the world, so th- no questions asked there. Him with Laporte on the re- uh, with next to him. Laporte as, uh, is a great center back as well. He's, in my opinion, he's been a bit held back at Man City only because of the defenders that are with him. If he had better defenders, then, Man- then he would do great as, uh, in defense. But van Dijk and Laporte there, that is, that is uh, a really good pairing. Aaron Wambasaka, not the best at attacking. He is improving, of course, but defensively, he's the best. He's one of the he, – no, he's the best uh, defensive uh, right back in the league, in my opinion. And he showed it really well. His tackles are insane. He knows how to track back. Against, uh, he's tracked back against some of the fastest uh, uh, players he's played against in the Premier League and has got to him. He did it against Salah, and he was, he was, incred- he was incredible there. Um, so that's my, that's my defense, and I think with, with all that, 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 that's a great team. Then you move on to Fabinho and Goretzka. I've said my piece of Fabinho. He's one of the best uh, defensive midfielders in, in the world. He knows how to spring a pass as well as tracking back defensively. Right in front of that defense, he would do so good with Goretzka, who, is, in my opinion, sometimes he's a bit underrated. I, I, I personally think he's such a good player. He's, he, he knows how to play on the ball as well. He, he's sort of like the same player as Fabinho in, in a way. But they, they both do the same job, and they both have the support for the defense as well as getting forward on the attack. And Fabinho and Goretzka have both played in full-back positions before. So if Robinson and Wambasaka are pushing forward, this is Fabinho and Goretzka will be familiar in going back. I, I think I might – like, there are times where I would probably, like, switch Goretzka and Fabinho on certain games, but that's just, that, that's just defending. Philip Coutinho, one of the most underrated players, uh, in my opinion, when he moved to Barcelona, they didn't use him right with Bayern. He's done a whole lot better. He's such a great uh, ball player. He knows how to do m- many skills. He shoots from 20 yards out as if it's a five-yard it's a five-yard shot. He knows how to do that superbly. He can spring ball, uh, balls out. He plays the ball into the area. He's a great player all around. Human son on the left-hand side. He is absolutely incredible going forward. He, co- he goes at defenders with absolutely no fear, and he will take on any player in his path. It, it's incredible what he does, and and um, with with better players by his side, he would be an incredible, incredible, incredible player in an incredible team. That's why we have Sadio Mane on the other side. Sadio Mane used to play on the right for Liverpool until Salah came, but when he was playing, uh, it was Mane, Firmino, and Coutinho that that triple threat, and Mane on the right hand side was just a menace, getting forward every time, beating the defenders, and then just running straight through. He scored the most most goals in in the season for Liverpool. Um, 
the season before for Southampton, he scored a hat trick and record like it was a record. But he he scored a hat trick in like two minutes and, and forty something seconds. So he is a lethal finisher, and he knows how to, he knows how to do that as well. And then the main man Lewandowski. If Ballon d'Or was was here, he would have won it. He showed he showed time and time again why he is the best player. He he's been the best player this season, and he's he's a natural born finisher. He is uh, he is incredible on the ball as well. He he can hold up play for other uh, other people to run by him. He can play as a false nine. He can play as a target striker. He he heads the ball. He, he he just has everything. And then you take this whole team together, and you think of Ederson spraying long passes to Mane or Son, Fabinho uh, Fabinho play, playing passes for Coutinho, both both creative in their own right. It's just a great team. And against against any other team, no matter who, no matter which team it is, they have a real shot at, get, at getting a big a, a big result. So it's a great team. The defense is 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 the best in the world, in my opinion, uh, at least out, out of the out of out of the four teams. And with with the attacking player that we do have, I mean, anything is possible. Yeah, I think you mentioned this earlier, Lewandowski. When you said best player in the world, I was like, okay, that's not right because I think with, I said, yeah, right now, right now in the season. This season, yeah, he was yeah. the best player in the world. But I think within normal reason, you have Ronaldo and Messi every year are the two best players. And you know who has Ronaldo? That man at the very bottom. Pablo has the one yep. who can just break down anyone with his just sheer will. I think you have the best defense. There is no defense that can truly contain Ronaldo full in, full out, every for two legs. I think he will show at some point. I think that, yes, your team is better than Pablo's because, hang on. All right, well, can you go over Pablo's team really quick? So, Pablo, you oh. can see your team really quick? Yeah. No, I, I can't do that. Oh, what? Sorry. Yeah, here we go. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's, that's not an address. Here we go. All right. Zoom in. There you go. All right, Pablo, explain your team really quick. All right. So, well, I mean, I, I got Allison in goal. And controversial left back, but in my opinion, he's just he's going to be consistent every time. He's, you're not going to fail or he's going to not gonna make a mistake. He's going to consistently make a defense place. And he can go up and put in a cross. Then I have Ramos next to him. And Ramos is a solidified center back that he will not – he will do his job and he's going to do it every time. He might commit a foul or two, but – it's necessary to stop the play, to be honest. Can I speak what he needs to do. You continue. I think when Adonis said Van Dijk is easily the best center back in the world, no. He's the best center back in the world, but it's not easy. Ramos' resurgence has really shown that he is – he's still in the contention. I think he's the second best center back in the world. I think him and Van yes. Dijk are above everyone. I think that – This is the reason I chose him. I yeah. needed one center back. Yeah, I think – is not the best center back in the world anymore. I think Ramos has really put him right back up there. You know, I think everyone can see that Van Dijk is still better, but I think Ramos is right under him. You know, he's he's yeah. definitely a better yeah, goal. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. He's definitely a better goal scorer. I mean, like he scored ten. Oh yeah, dude. Admittedly, yeah. pens, but like yeah, and then he's just going like crazy. Yeah. Anyhow, you have Joe Gomez as well. Talk about yes. Yeah. Joe Gomez and Rick Pereira as my right center back and right back. And, I mean, Joe Gomez, I mean, it's basically like if he had Van Dyke, it's like the pairing that if he has an experience, very good center back, it's going to make him better. And then you have mm-hmm. Ricardo Pereira, who, by the way, Adonijah really wanted to take him. So Yeah, I really wanted yes. I really, really did. So, yeah. that, that I think he can that 
Pereira was better than Wamba Saka for his team. So maybe that's a another positional edge that you get to uh, Pablo. Yeah, but Rick Pereira has is it's just he's an underdog. Like he could come out of nowhere and really he's he's you don't know, but he can really be good. And then Pogba at CDM, which in my opinion, whenever he playing, when he's at the top of his game and he's played correctly by the right manager, he will succeed. And then you talk about your two. I think this is the weakest point. Because Arthur has not grown into what he can become, and yeah, Modric yeah. was, if that makes sense. So I think that, this that is true. I mean, Modric is class. He still and, is. I mean, yes, he's he's still class. He might have fell off a little bit, but a lot. Come on, a lot. Whatever. Okay. He's but still in the world now, he's not even the, the second best midfielder in the world, bro. Yeah, no, I still I, believe I still in Modric. I don't think he's fallen off to the magnitude that you're that, that, oh, that you're applying, but he has he has fallen off, yeah. <laughs> it's fell and off. Arthur, fall off. I mean, Arthur has potential, and he's still already solid. He's very solid, and whenever he was playing with Barca, he was killing it. Yeah, he was killing it. He was absolutely destroying and just putting passes and making plays. Now that he's going to Juventus. He can. He's probably going to do very well with CR7 up front. Which he has right yeah. now. Let's talk about your... Yes, which I do. I mean, my, my front three, which is a triangle, which I'll start with my attack an attacking midfielder, have Griezmann. And I, I, Griezmann. I'll speak about this one since, you know, this one's close to my heart. At his best, yes. I think 2016 showed he was the third best player in the world at his best, you know, like... <laughs> I think Neymar is obviously more talented in that year, but I think he played the third best player role really, really well. If it had been any other year, he would have gotten the Ballon d'Or over Suarez and Neymar, even though they both played to where they were at the third best player in the world. But Griezmann, when he's played in the right team, in the right system, with the right players, he is thriving, especially when he's at the heart of the team, working hard for your team, you know, covering ground, making an issue for Van Dijk and Laporte and Aaron Wambasaka and whoever, uh, Robertson. I think his positionless play is a huge issue for many teams. I think especially when you play him down the heart with two strikers ahead that can actually finish instead of having him have to finish, you know, that's going to be a dangerous attack for him to work with, especially with his vision. Well, I think he's the best passing striker in the world. I don't Maybe you might make an argument for Firmino, but Firmino can't, you know, play on the wings and deliver crosses like Griezmann can. That's just my thoughts. No. Yeah. And then I have a double striker, which at the left striker, I mean, it's CR7. CR7. Nothing more needs to be said about that. No, nope, nothing is just he's, he's a striker. He's a pure striker. He's a number nine. He's just yeah. But then on the on the right striker, control choice. I don't have Martinez. And wow, he is he is wow. man like Lautaro Martinez has really stepped up in the past few years. You know, I remember yeah. when I saw him at Racing Club. I watched a couple of his games. You know, because he he came. The racing club came into a tournament in like Texas, and so it was like a friendly tournament. So they were playing. I watched, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's this guy's decent." But it's, I don't know if he's gonna grow in anything, you know. But then he moves to Inter. I'm like, "Okay, I remember this guy. This guy could be a class player." But then he so, like slowly but steadily builds into one of the most prolific and technically gifted strikers in the world. Like his dribbling, game, his willingness to just go into anyone and just bully anyone is just ridiculous, you know. I think uh, 
Ronaldo is basically Lukaku, but on steroids in every single aspect, you know, finishing, steroidic, strength, steroidic, pace. Steroidic. Yeah, you can't even compare like, him. Like, with a better Lukaku and then a better Ericsson, basically. Like, genuinely, he is, he's right at home in this team, you know. He's really risen as one of the best strikers in the world, you know. Definitely a, a prospect to watch in the future, and it, definitely a player to watch right now. All right, and now yeah. Question. Okay, before before I go out, before I go out, I, I have a question. Before we decide, like, uh, who's like who we go through between me and Pablo before I leave, I have a question. Would you take? Because we didn't we didn't like talk about any players outside of Europe. Would you take Joseph Martinez from Atlanta and like and put him in any of your teams, whether it's on the bench or or in in your lineup? Because considering he scored, he 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 has the record for the most goals scored in an MLS think, season. People are saying Vea is better than him. No, Vea is not better than him. Would no. I put him on my bench? Vela's very inconsistent. Would Vela, I put him on my bench? Yeah, he's been consistent his whole career. He has would a good I, season and he's bad for like two. Would I put Vea on my bench over Salah and Muller? No. Or I would wouldn't. I put Martinez on my bench over Salah and Muller? No. Do I think? Yeah, no. I'm talking about like like Pablo and Jairo because I know that the bench for them is not as star-studded as it is for. Mine and yours, yeah. Would you take put uh, Martinez over Jimenez, or would you put Martinez over Holland? No, I just I wouldn't. I just can't. Mm. I wouldn't. I would put him over Jimenez. I could see that, and I would put him over Pulisic. That's unpopular though. But I think Martinez. He Honestly, I think he's been killing it for Atlanta United. You know, I think Did, okay. he's the last player. I think he's so underrated because he plays in the MLS. I think if he moved back Did, to Europe, he would be like the Giovinco role. You know, like he would definitely make a, a top team European spot. I don't know if he would actually start, but he's definitely a class player. Uh, I would, I, mm, this is my Mexican side talking. I wouldn't put Raul Jimenez. I wouldn't uh, switch. Uh, I wouldn't switch Joseph Martinez for Raul Jimenez. But that's just me being Mexican. Oh, okay. That's just me being Mexican. But if we're talking uh, straight skill, maybe I think he does have an edge on Raul. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I just, wanna, I just wanted to. Uh, ask. I was, in, I was interested because he's. I, I, just, I, I completely forgot about him, but he's such a good player. Just because yeah. he's in the MLS. before you go, you're gonna do. We're gonna talk this tie, and then we're gonna talk the final really quickly since it will just be one match. Which is, which is go. All right. So I think, me personally, I, I value Ronaldo and I value Griezmann, but I think the ultimate weakness is uh, the defense. That midfield. That. Uh, Adam Nigel just had Pablo's defense just be top two bottom. I think Ronaldo's the man to break down any defense. I think, but the same could be said with Lewandowski. Like this is such a, such a tight match. I feel like, like in a game, like like if it was like a one off game, it could go either way. Yeah, but if this is two ties, this is this is gonna be. Yeah, tough. if it's two ties, I think I only. Wait, hold up. It, it's too close, two very close games. Also, what stadium are you guys using? What you stadium? Anfield. No. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, Pablo. Stadiums. I had I Napolitano. I mean, Jairo, I don't know what he has. I'm, I'm probably choose the Bernabeu, to be honest. Huh? I think that maybe the Bernabeu. That's a good stadium in Champions League. The Bernabeu. That's a great the stadium. Bernabeu. All right, so. <laughs> yeah, my parents just don't, so I'm not about to leave right now at the same time, man, and I should. All right, <laughs> right, so let's finish this off. Oh, man, this is such a tough matchup, bro. Like I don't know, who, I don't know who I would give the edge. I to. think, I think, I, I think, I would take it because it's two games. I think because it's two games, I think that my team would be able to 
pick out the, 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 the team in the first game, whether they win, whether they draw, whether they narrowly lose. And then in the second in the second game, they would recover. But I Such mean, a hard it, prediction. It, it yeah. is very hard because it's two really good teams. Yeah, and then I think the ultimate weak point is the midfield. I think Adonai's midfield, I trust a lot more than I trust Arthur, Marcelo, or not Arthur. Yeah, Arthur, I guess. Yeah, that, com- X, that combination yeah. of midfield is, is... Yeah, I think I think that that is... This is the one instance where even though uh, Pablo's midfield has, like, absolute starts that the names, they're just not solid enough defensively. He doesn't have a Casemiro, Kante, or, or uh, Fabinho to break it up, to break up the play. He has Pogba to do it, but... Kante. I mean, like... Yeah. We, there's different yeah. between Pogba, Casemiro, Fabinho, and Kante yeah. breaking up balls. So I think that I would pick Adonijah's team. I think it would be four three or three two on aggregate. I think that this yeah. would be one of the, this would be if this is actually a match. I would love to see. That. Yeah, this is yeah, so for cool. sure. Because Ronaldo can go on a mad one. And can we all agree? Can we? Okay, before before we go to the final, can we all agree that if there's a if there is a third. Uh, a third place matchup, it's gonna go to Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> no, damn. Well, I'm not gonna win the third place. Yeah, dude. Matchup. No, I'm sorry. Dude. I think my team is just yeah. I think, yeah. Ronaldo's just gonna destroy. This- All right. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so I know Pablo and I have to go very soon. So I'm just gonna say it. Me and Nick go to penalties, and then Nick wins. That's yeah, my. That's I think, my. I think the yeah, Nick wins penalties. Like, as good as your midfield is, mine is still better. Which is such a stupid state. Like I, I just had such a top heavy team. Like my defense is not bad, but it's it's worse than his. I think I think our def- I think I think the fact that your midfield is just a little bit better is what could take it because my defense is better than your defense. Your 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 strikers are better than mine. Yeah, like, so my, like, like it's, it's definitely agree. my attack is the best attack by a good margin. Yeah, by a large not not, not by not by a margin because we I still have Lewandowski. I have Messi. That team. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but still it, Messi. It, it, okay, I mean, let's just go position it, by position on your attack, right? You right. have MSN. A little bit worse. Wait, than you know, know. Oh my gosh! Aguero, <laughs> you say it's MSN? I was thinking of Sergio instead of Aguero. Yeah. Okay. Look. Okay. Right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Me too. All right. Me too. Just go. To- <laughs> okay. Just, just go. Just go. Okay, look. Right. Aguero, uh, a little bit worse than Lewandowski. You know, not enough to like enough to where you can say level is better. Not enough to where you can say, wow, he's so much levels above Aguero. Like Aguero's still good. All right. Messi. Miles above mine. Like, no one's arguing. Like, yeah. Messi is on a different level, another universe than Matt, right? Neymar, on a different level, another universe, another galaxy than Son, right? Neymar at his best as a third best player, and he's showing it. I think you're discrediting Son a little bit. Son is good. I Son. know, Name, I know Neymar is, I know Neymar is excellent. He's incredible. But I think yeah, Son is, like, is, is Neymar is just like so much that. ahead of him, though. Like, he's just, uh, he's ahead of basically every left wing in the world on his day. Okay, like, there you go. My good morning. Okay, yeah. Like, Okay, and then De Bruyne. Uh, oh wait, who's your who's your cam? Um, Coutinho. Coutinho. No argument. Like, there's no argument. Like, Coutinho's so inconsistent too. Like, De Bruyne is consistently good. Coutinho's consistent, consistently inconsistent. If that makes sense, you know. Like, I think my attack by a good margin everywhere except for the striker position is better. And then I have Salah on the bench just for Tad. I mean, Aubameyang and Bruno. Yeah, that's good. But Salah and Muller is a little bit better right now. Yeah. You know, like I think, I think. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, based on the, my my defense alone, I think that we could, we, we could, we, I could, I could win. You could win. It like that. It, it, that's so even. That's why I'm thinking penalties. I think, yeah. I think your team would win on penalties. Yeah. Like six, seven times out of ten. I think just based off you guys have like 
clinical finishers, especially like Lionel Plus, Messi. Plus Ter Stegen as well in the goalies. He's, yeah. he's saved a decent amount of pens, bro. Like, yeah, I don't know true. about Edison saving pens. I, I've seen him happen, but it's just not as much, you know. Yeah. And you have yeah. that. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give. I'll give you the. I'll give you the win. On, on, on penalties, it's, it's, it would be a hell of a dude. Yeah, that, that would be a great game. Uh, that that would be a good matchup. All right, so Pablo and Anisha, you guys gotta go. All right, yeah. Thank you for having us. Go, yeah, go listen to our podcast as well. Yes, yes no, I don't listen to that. Yeah, don't talk to us and beyond hey, hi, Roman, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> on yeah. Anchor. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh, we've earned yeah. we've earned yeah. one cent. We've earned one. We cent. have earned one cent already, and we have I <laughs> hey, think about hey, ten viewers already. I think I think I think I'm that one cent. I think I'm that one cent. Get out of here. No, we've got at least ten viewers. That podcast is pretty freaking fire, though. I'm not gonna lie, y'all, y'all, y'all go listen to it. Yeah, and I have, I have, I have ideas of Spotify, and then I'm gonna work on Apple Podcasts because I can link it to. Yeah, Apple. I'm working on Google Podcasts as well, so we're gonna get Google everything. Po- okay, so it's gonna be on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, all the Spotify, Spotify wherever you can. Get and then what's the other one that y'all use? Anchor. 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 There we go. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. Well, thank really you guys for having us. Stuff on my channel, bro. Come on. See no, 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 no. Your channel's a, your channel's great, bro. Go, get, always, always listen to Nick. He's, is my he's, is my yeah. underground railroad? Is this like where everybody goes to promote? This? Like, <laughs> this time, Dude, but I have ideas and all this. This is gonna yeah, yeah, be yeah, great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Nick. Right, guys. Thank you for coming. Yes, right, yeah. See you, bro. All right. Have a good one. Oh wait. Oh. Pablo, you got to go too? Or? Yeah, there you go. All right. So, all right. Guys. Bubble time. Bubble time. Bubble time. Dude. Dude. That's bubble. Wow. Orlando, Milwaukee. Yo. Orlando, that series is going crazy, bro. Dude, I remember I made my prediction, right? I said Bucks and four. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Magic somehow got one. That was as a joke. That was said as a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Magic. I still haven't made my predictions, though. Okay, oh, st- don't wait. Can't- okay. All right, I'll tell you mine really, really, really quick. All right. All right. Bucks and four. All right. Uh, Heat and six. Celtics and five. Uh, let me think here. Or, no, Celtics and six. Uh, Raptors and four. Lakers and six. Uh, Rockets and six. I said that one could go seven, which that means game seven could go either way, but I, I, I think Rockets and six. Nuggets, Jazz and six. And then Clippers, Mavs and six. And then I had the Lakers are moving ahead against the Rockets in seven or in six. Clippers over the, Clippers over the Nuggets in seven. I'm such an yeah. idiot. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Before, before you continue your predictions, I have my laptop in front of me, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here trying to, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to write down the playoff, like the playoff matchups, like the entire bracket. I'm trying to put it on, on a paper. When I have a laptop open. Yeah, just open it. Look it up. All right. All right. But, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I had Lakers in seven over the Clippers, and then I had the Bucks beating the Heat in seven, and I had the uh, Raptors beating the Celtics in five, all of those being close, and then the Bucks in six over the Raptors, and then the Lakers in seven over the Bucks. I think that they're – regardless, they're going to give it to the Lakers. If it's, like, close, they're going to give it to the Lakers because of Kobe. I think 100% that that's going to be a thing. I, mean, I don't want it to be just because of Kobe, but I think that that's going to be the thing. You know, I think that's going to be uh, the end of the time. I don't, I don't think the Lakers can beat Houston, man. I'm sorry. I don't think. Who's no. Houston? No, no. Have you seen the, the two matchups that Houston – or three, actually, that Houston played – no, sorry, I think two, two. That Houston played against the Lakers with their small ball lineup. 
They completely destroyed them. But you also have to remember that those ones with the small ball lineup, they weren't really taking them seriously. Because they had already had the no, and the late. The Lakers, no, honestly, the Lakers weren't really taking – they weren't yeah. taking, like, the no, bubble but the, the game in the regular season, though? That wasn't them officially – they hadn't officially officially – that was in periods of time where they did that it. Was, that was their whole healthy – that was their whole healthy starting lineup. LeBron was playing. AD was playing. JaVale McGee was playing. And the Houston Rockets well, still out-rebounded the Lakers. I think – All right. Now, wait. Okay, go ahead. Let's first really quick. I want to hear both of your guys' playoff predictions. So, okay, I'll talk our first matchup. Bucks and Magic, we already know that's going to at least go to five. Do you think it's going to end in five? I'm thinking it's going six. Because I, I, this Orlando team is going – This Orlando yeah. team is playing good. Yeah. I, I, It's not going to go to Orlando. It's going to be Milwaukee in six. Honestly, yeah. I don't – just based on this first game that has been played, uh, I, I can't see like I can't see Milwaukee like winning four straight. I think they're gonna win like two, lose another, and then win the last two. I and then now uh, Keaton Pacers. Oh, wait, hang on, that one's see. gonna be a good matchup. I'm pretty sure it's going on right now. I don't know if it just ended. No, oh, I uh, think heat, it ended heat, already. Heat won. Yeah, Heat won. Yeah. Heat won. Yeah, Heat won. Yeah. Um, that game is all. That sorry, that series is gonna be really good too. It's gonna be that T.J. Warren versus uh, uh, Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler is a better player because he could stop TD. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like I, I think yeah. awesome. Victor Oladipo kills the Pacers in the series, like by a good margin too. Oladipo is I, not himself. Right not now. Victor Oladipo. Uh, Sabonis. 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 Yeah. Sabonis. He comes back. If Sabonis comes back, if Sabonis comes back to the Pacers, well, uh, if he comes back from injury, he's gonna be able to, to um, to be, the, be good. the Heat. But right now, based on what I've seen, based on uh, what the based on the bubble, I don't have that much faith in T.J. Warren taking the uh, the Pacers to the to the promised yeah. land. I guess you could say. So I'm taking the Heat in six as oh no Heat yeah see Heat in six as well. Heat in six, that's a good one. All right, then Celtics 76 76ers, 76ers of course without Ben Simmons. So and Celtics won the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Celtics in five. I yeah. I, for sure. I thought that there would be two games that Philadelphia would lose that they had a serious chance to win. So I think that it's going to be five, but I think there's going to be two that Philadelphia is going to feel that if they play better or if they had Ben Simmons, they would have won the game. Yeah, the argument that keeps like coming up is like, who's going to guard Embiid? Yeah, yeah, who's going to guard Joel Embiid? They don't have anyone. Which you want the guy that they win? The, the, the huge problem in that game, that first game, like Joel Embiid didn't shoot as much as I would want him to. Yeah, if you think about it, he's the he's the number one guy on the team with Ben Simmons gone, and he needs to like attempt a lot more shots. He needs to, yeah, he needs to go at. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then now we have uh, Toronto, Raptors, Brooklyn. Yeah, four. Like the Raptors yeah. are fight every game, but I think that's gonna be yeah, it's a sweep. Nets are looking nice though, I, even without this. Yeah. The so, Nets do have a good lineup. Their lineup is good. But I just yeah. If the Nets had KD and Kyrie, I might swing it the other way. But because they might definitely no, the Raptors have no. Even even with KD and Kyrie, yeah. But like they have, but they don't have KD and Kyrie, and they're missing. I think DeAndre Jordan as well. It's like they they have like seven man rotation basically. Like they over the Toronto on four. Toronto sweep. I feel like Toronto's gonna sweep them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get you done with your Eastern Conference. And then we'll talk about the the bubble itself, All right? So, 
Bucks, you guys have both also have that? Okay, so Bucks, yeah, yeah I, have I have Bucks. Bucks, going... Bucks Wait, Bucks Heat. I think, yeah. Okay, so I talked about this with Matthew. I said the Heat is the best team to match up with the Bucks in the playoffs on the Eastern side. Because Bam is the Bucks, yeah. yeah. Because they had the B-Tech to guard Giannis, and then they have Bam Adebayo in the paint. On Giannis, yeah. Who is going to protect that thing with at all costs. Bam is – I feel like Bam is kind of underrated. He is underrated. Like, like, he, like, he's extremely underrated. Like, yeah, he just he uh, just got his first – well, his first uh, all-star game appearance, right, this year. Yeah. And, yeah, he's going to have a lot more – and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a DPO one, uh, yeah, a DPO one, uh, one of these like in his career later in his career. Yeah, but and also like here's the problem like with Milwaukee, Giannis is good and Chris Middleton is good, and, but outside of those two, like Bledsoe. I mean, he, yeah, Bledsoe's been statistically not shown up in the playoffs. Man. Yeah. And I mean, you don't like if if outside of Giannis. If, like, uh, the shooters, if they start missing their shots and all that outside of Giannis, there's only so much that Giannis can do. Yeah, I think that, that was so, the with the Toronto series. Is the, the shooters weren't hitting consistently. And so it yeah. was really – Toronto could just pack the paint and not worry about Chris Middleton. Or Orlando or, defended. Yeah, Orlando did that, really well. Yeah, I think that Brooke Lopez is – every time the Bucks play is going to be the X factor against so many teams because – not many teams mm. have a center that can spread the floor or that can guard the perimeter. And I think the Bucks yeah. are one that can do both. So I think that, that that's an issue. So if he drags Bam out of Bayern and he's starting to hit shots, I think that that pain opens up so much for the Bucks. And I think that that could be a huge issue. That's going to be the biggest factor. And I, I'm taking Milwaukee in seven. I I'm taking Milwaukee in seven. I would not seven. be surprised if the Heat won. I'm taking Miami. Honestly. Miami? Yeah, Ooh. I'm taking Miami. You're thinking it's over okay. Milwaukee. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I'm taking Milwaukee in seven, mainly because I feel like, uh, like you yeah. said, if if Brook if Brook Lopez uh, spreads the floor, he brings uh, he brings Bam into like into the perimeter. That paint is gonna open up, and Giannis can attack either way, like mm-hmm. boom, yeah, like I, that. I think eventually, if it goes to seven, I think Giannis will not move right now. That's why I picked the Bucks, but I would not be surprised if the Heat swung it the other way. Like the Heat. Yeah. Well, they are a dark, dark horse. It's just unfortunate that they had to go against the. They're gonna if they win the series, obviously against the Pacers, that they'll have Miami. To Miami is solid. Miami it's is a defensive solid. team. All right, so then on the yeah. other side, we all have Celtics Raptors. I said Celtics Raptors. Yeah. Close, but all right, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I'll, I'll stay quiet during this part. So I'll hear you. Okay. Guys. I guess. All right. So I think so. Celtics Raptors. I think Raptors will win. I feel like I mean, I think um, I mean because Kyle Lowry is having like is having a really really good bubble season kind of, like a really good bubble season. Fred VanVleet is looking nice. Um, Pascal, I mean Pascal, I think his shooting numbers were a little off this in this bubble, but other I mean, but he doesn't. They don't need him to shoot. They're playing because I think about Toronto. It's like it's such a team. They're playing like a team ball kind of thing. And yeah. you know, like with without Kawhi, each player is stepping up now, and OG is stepping up on the defensive side. So I mean, they're looking nice, and I really think they can beat Celtics. I think Celtics, Celtics, Gordon Hayward's out, so that might that and could that could cause weeks, problems. Right? 
Yeah, yeah. going to be four weeks. Gordon's, another, shooter. Gordon's another shooter for them. And, I mean, that could cause problems. And maybe not, maybe it will. But I, I'm taking Toronto at, I would say, six or seven, probably. Yeah, I think Toronto has, like, the most – I think that even though that they lost Kawhi, we all expected them to drop off. This is not the DeMar yeah. LeBron, so Toronto. You know, like, this is – That's what Nick Nurse should have been coaching the yeah. Yeah, they have they have the championship mentality now. I remember watching Game of Zones. I don't know if you guys watched this, but like Game I'm of Zones, sure. I've Fred seen it for a little bit, but nothing. Yeah, like. season seven, Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam were walking home. He said, "Why do you Kawhi want to leave this place?" He's like, "Don't worry about it." Pascal said, "Don't worry about it." Kawhi showed us the way how it's done. Now it's time to do it our own. You know, Pascal. Yeah, I, I think that that is the perfect summary of Toronto this season. Kawhi, honestly, play, now they're doing it themselves. I think that this is a championship metal team they have finally had that mentality over lebron you know like i think they haven't lost a series this is a fun fact they haven't lost a series against anyone except a team led by lebron james in the playoffs wow. yeah. impressive. Wow. Impressive and lebron's on the conference near conference so it's good oh. all right so yeah. Harry, what are your thoughts you think so okay so both these both squads are very very good um I I have the series I have the series going to seven games. You have it going to and seven. I have I have it going yeah, to seven. And like and like both of y'all I have Toronto going up. Because even though even though wait, is is uh Kyle Lowry starting as the starting point guard, right? Yeah and then Kemba's it's like Kemba, it's Kyle Lowry, Fred Banfley, and then Kemba's starting OG. point guard. OG is a small forward. Small forward yeah. and then Pascal Pascal and then Pascal and Serge. Marcus Marcus is coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have a pretty good lineup. And especially seeing how especially seeing how um uh Kyle Lowry and Fred Bambley, but that guard do is amazing. Mm-hmm. They they are severely underrated, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Although Kemba is uh I feel like Kemba is uh better than Kyle Lowry at the point guard position. Kyle Lowry uh, uh Kyle Lowry is a better passer. So he's gonna be able to he's gonna be able to um, be I guess you can say the floor general for the yeah. for um, for like what he's been doing for the past year for the yeah for the past year so he's gonna he's gonna take Toronto I feel like it's gonna be like a mix of everybody everybody's gonna be um, a squad player yeah everyone yeah, yeah. and like Boston is Boston you also look at it because like Boston even though Kemba's like thirty something Boston doesn't even have playoff experience like not a whole lot of playoff experience not not with especially not with with Kemba because Kemba just got Kemba yeah just Kemba made it year. one time he made it one time He's and, a, yeah and and it was with Charlotte we have two thirty so all right so let's get your Eastern Conference Finals and then I'll end the recording here then we'll do the West for you guys and then we'll all right. Talk about the okay. stories if you guys want to at the end. Let's see, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you have the, let's okay. talk to me too since this is the one different. I had Bucks versus Raptors. I had Bucks and six. I think that the, the Heat match up the best with the Bucks to me, but I think the Raptors are right underneath that. I think that I wish Giannis had played in the bubble instead of getting his tooth injured and then the Raptors, you know, playing their B team because they knew Giannis wasn't playing. I wanted to see how they would game plan against Giannis. Fortunately, I never got to see it, so now we're just gonna have to see it, you know, as it is. But I think. That Giannis will finally get over the hump. I think he, he will go to the finals this year. Whether or not he wins, that's another story. But uh, let's hear your side, Mitra, really quick. Before All right, so I have Raptors. I have 
Raptors and Miami in the conference finals. Because I said Miami would beat uh, Milwaukee. And, yeah, so I think uh, that's going to be a tough one. Because it's so well matched. Because you got Bam and um, who's the power forward? Who's their uh, starting Kelly, power forward? Jay Crowder, Tony Olenek. Oh, Jay Crowder. Yeah, so I guess basically Bam. Bam, but... Uh, on like Pascal and Serge, but I think I'm gonna take Toronto with this one too. Yeah, you think you're Toronto going back to the finals? Yeah, I think Toronto in six. Yeah. All right, Hiro. I have I uh, have Milwaukee and Toronto, and although Milwaukee is the one seed, although Milwaukee have Giannis, who arguably is. Um, yeah, the season would have gone. If the season, if the season hadn't been canceled, he would have won MVP. Yeah, um, and defensive player of the year probably. And defensive Maybe. player of the year most likely. I still take Toronto and seven. You think you without Kawhi they still get? The, I don't with, think with without think Kawhi they still finally, get it. The loss of Kawhi I think would finally hit in this series. I would pick. That's why I'm picking. If they had, yeah, but Giannis, would, Giannis doesn't have help at all. Like. He barely has I mean, any he help. Has, he barely has, has, he has Chris Middleton, who's a really good guard, who's a really good shooter. They're, like, if you look at Toronto, they just – that's they why you don't see a whole lot of, like, 20-point scores. You see, like, mostly, like – like, you see a lot of 20-point scores in Toronto because they're so balanced and just so exactly. – I mean, they, they're, they're good. They have the defense. They have the offense. And actually, every player in the starting lineup is – And we're back for part – Five, I think this is. Holy four, five, five, six, something like that. All right, anyhow, this is going to be the final part. Uh, so to summarize, Mitra and Hyro both had Toronto in the in the finals. I have Milwaukee still. I will still stand by Milwaukee. Um, so let's get to the West really quick. All right, so we got Lakers Trailblazers, Rockets Thunder, Jazz Nuggets, and then uh, Mavs Clippers. Which okay, so Thunder Rockets is going on right now. Trailblazers Lakers going yeah. on tomorrow. Let's talk about the I'm ones. I'm right now. The Jazz and Nuggets. Holy crap, that was a game. And then same with oh, the Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Jazz and Nuggets. Hey, that ejection I, That ejection was so, so that was, soft. That was stupid. That was, that was so soft. Uh, Cape, why? <laughs> like, why would you do that? I think he got ejected were, because he pushed, because he pushed um, Marcus Morris, I think. Or there, one of the Morris ones. There were, like, tweets saying, uh, the refs, the NBA are trying to make it an LA matchup in the conference finals. <laughs> I feel like they are. <laughs> that, that, I think that's going to be the matchup. I, I, I will stand by that. There's no way that that's never. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll See. get to it. All right. All anyway, right so let's let's start about the other stuff, right? Really quick before yeah. I have to eat dinner. Well, all right. So okay, Jazz and Nuggets. I knew that this was going to be tighter than people thought. No one's giving the Jazz any credit. But I think that the Nuggets have a truly, truly deep squad. I think that they're a championship mm-hmm. contender against in any normal year that doesn't have the Lakers and the Clippers. I think that they are viewed in the West as a team that potentially gets out, or at least to the finals. But, so I picked them in six of the Jazz, but I think the Jazz have a squad, and they have Donovan Mitchell, who showed in game one that he can still go off. You know, like 57 points, nine boards, seven assists. What more do you want the man to do? You know? Yeah, so uh, – oh, you want to go? You go, you go, you go. Raise your hand right. if you want to go. Remember to keep raising. So I think <laughs> yeah, so. Sure. Nuggets. I I think I see Nuggets winning in five. Um. Yeah, five. I think because looking wow. at the Jazz Jazz game, like I, the Jazz team, I feel like got worse when they lost Bogdanovich. Man. 
Yeah. Oh, Bogdanovich. Yeah, this guy cool. was on fire before the bubble, and he was shooting. He, he was he's a really good shooter. He's the shooter they need, and because their team is so heavy on defense, the only I mean Donovan Mitchell, yeah, he's a great offensive player, but not talking about him. But the only other like shooter who's a good offensive player and all that is Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson, man. Yeah. Wait, is like, Joe Ingles not on the squad anymore? Yeah. Joe Ingles is, but he's. And then same with uh, Mike Conley. Lockdown is like a 20 point scorer, so that was such a big loss for them, you know? Yeah, it was a big loss. And, you know, and also looking at Denver, like, I do see Jazz, like, probably win the series. They could, they could probably win the series. It's just that the rest of the team outside of Donovan needs to play better. They need to get their shots in. Uh, Rudy has to kind of st- – he's good at defense, but he's got to step up in the offensive game at least a little bit. He needs to get a little bit more points. Um, but And also with Denver, even if they lose, they're such a young team that they can – they're going to contend for the next three or four years. That's how young th- this team is. If they keep all their yeah. young players and Bull Bull gets better, Michael Porter <laughs> Bull Jr. Bull gets God. <laughs> Bro, if Bull Bull is improving, Michael Porter Jr. is improving, improving, that team would be scary in the future. Yeah. I don't think I, they'll yeah. win the championship this year, but, I mean, I think I they'll think win they, this year. Uh, I have them going in six. I have Denver uh, going past Utah in six, mainly because of the young – mainly because they have Michael Porter Jr. Who, who's – Stepping up, yeah. Ew, hold up. What? Hang on, wait. Hang on. I'm going to pause this recording for a second. Yeah, they're experimenting. No, wait, so, up, you guys' screen just both froze. Hang on. Oh. Say what you were saying beforehand. So, I feel like I'm taking Denver in six, mainly because they have Michael Porter Jr., who's growing into a great scorer. They already have Gary uh, – I think I think Gary Harris is still on the team. And then they also yeah. have Jamal Murray. Yeah. And then they have Jokic, who I think the Joker is absolutely insane, man. You know, he's a class player. It's Denver and six for me. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Clippers-Mavs. I, I, have, I felt a little worried because Doncic, I didn't know, because the Clippers have the tools to shut him down. You know, their perimeter play is insane. But, yeah, defense. Yeah. He played. He stepped up to the plate. If he had Kristoff, I think that they could have won that game. Um, so I think I'm I'm happy with my prediction, Clippers and six because I think that their star power really did show in that game. So. Hey, hey but Kristoff wasn't shooting well even before he got ejected. Yeah. Yeah, bad shooting night. But he might have still uh, scored I mean, five or how much did they lose by? Like eight? Yeah, he's. I'm pretty sure he would have still scored eight. Yeah, they lost by eight. Maybe. But, like, either way, even if, even if Kristaps wouldn't have gotten ejected, I feel like L.A. still would have won that game. And and right now, I feel like L.A.'s – I feel like the Clippers are going are gonna to win the series. Five? I think Clippers in five is – Clippers in five. I think I think that's 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 wow. pretty good for let's me. finish let's do the Nuggets and Clippers. I said Clippers in seven because the Nuggets don't have really their perimeter is not their strength. Their interior is their strength, which is what the Clippers' weakness is. And the Nuggets yeah. match up perfectly well. I think the Rockets also are they're a good matchup for the Clippers, but I think that they're 
their Rockets are in the wrong side of the bracket. I'll, I'll say, yeah. as a Rockets fan, as a Rockets fan, I'm, I am a huge Rockets fan, but I don't think they can. I, I don't think they can beat the Clippers because Kawhi. they struggled against the Clippers, even with their small ball lineup. Yeah, they struggled they against. Out of all the teams, the Rockets and the Lakers played the Clippers the best. But I think that myself, I believe that the Clippers, their one true equal is, is the Lakers. The, the Rockets are, like, right under there. They play them well yeah. at the time because they have the two players who can score just randomly, you know, triple doubles in Westbrook and Harden. But I think that the Clippers match up so well with them because of Kawhi. Wait, I, hold on. I'm going uh, to say that, like, going back to the Clippers-Mavs, though, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. that uh, Clippers actually like probably in six, I think maybe five or six, because the Mavs have terrible clutch defense, man. Yeah, and the <laughs> defense is pretty much lacking. Yeah, and I mean, there's not a whole lot of defenders that they have. like. They don't have a whole lot of defenders. Like Luca's okay. Um, Seth is not a good defender. Has to do with his height probably, but. He's not a great defender. Um, KP is a good defender. Um, I mean, there's just they just need that one star defender, one insane defender on their team, and I and they could probably be like championship contenders. But their offense is good, no doubt. But yeah. their defense needs work, and that's the problem. If how are you gonna stop Kawhi or Paul George and those guys or Lou Will and stuff like that? Also, uh, okay, so what are you guys' thoughts on the Nuggets versus – what the hell? Oh, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the – no, my, my screen just went away for a second. What are you guys' thoughts on the Nuggets Clippers? I say Clippers in seven because I trust Kawhi and Paul George to just about get the job done. But what do you guys – Yeah, Clippers. Clippers. I think the Clippers. Nuggets – yeah, the Nuggets are young. I mean, they need they're, – they're a good team. They're a good team. But, like, as I said before, they're – their team is prepared for the future when they're really good. And, like, um, when they're, and like if you're looking at the Clippers, like, Kawhi is prepared for now. Like, and Paul George is, like, right now we're going to win the championship. And, I mean, Kawhi in playoffs, if he goes playoff mode, good God. He's it's insane in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, so you guys yeah. are picking the Clippers or? I'm picking yeah, Clippers. Clippers. Clippers and six, I'm gonna say. All right, Hyrule. Clippers and six. As, no, I, yeah, Clippers and six. I'm saying Clippers and seven. All right, so then on the other side of the bracket, so we both have, we all have the Clippers and the Nuggets, mm-hmm. and then we have the Clippers and the Western Conference Finals. Lakers Trailblazers. I think this is going six. I don't think it's going seven. I don't know why people think it is going to seven, but like. It's Dame Dalla. I, I think people are people are, are saying it's going to go to seven because of Damian Lillard and how he's been playing. This, playoff uh, in the bubble, playoff play playoff. Damian Lillard is so much more than, than and you don't have there. Golden State in front of they don't have Golden State in front of them. So they yeah. they also lost to the Pelicans, who had AD. <laughs> so yeah, although they did have Drew Holiday, who Dame said is the best defending. That's player. a different team though. This is like a way better team. Yusuf Nurkic is better. Um, Dame is better. CJ is better. Carmelo is, um, I mean, not at his prime, but he's come, he's getting there. Yeah, he's back up to, uh, a, to a reasonable level yeah. where he's actually playing decent minutes, you know. And Gary Trent Jr., 
Gary Trent, Trent Jr. has evolved into a really good player. But I think surprisingly, I cannot within reason say LeBron goes out in the first round. No, LeBron doesn't go like down. LeBron, yeah. LeBron doesn't go down in the West. LeBron doesn't go down in the West. I There's think a small that, chance he could. A small chance he could. I think whether it's the first round but, or the semis. Yeah, but I, think Dame, I don't think it's happening. I think Dame can will his team to two victories, but I don't think he can make it go to seven. I think LeBron won't let it happen. I don't think AD will let it happen. I think that the Lakers will get it done. It won't be pretty. The Lakers but get it done. Are missing the Lakers are missing Avery Bradley, who is a and key piece. In Rondo. Is they're gonna unleash the death lineup. They're gonna put LeBron at the point, Danny Green at the two, Casey Damn. at the three, uh, AD at Caruso the, at the AD three, at the bro. Five, AD at the four, and Kuzma at the four. Caruso's gonna get at the three, bro. Like that's the no, death if they, lineup. If they do put LeBron on Damian Lillard, I don't think Damian Lillard is going to not have go any off. effect. He'll still go off to some degree, but he won't go off as he's been. I don't think LeBron mm-hmm. playoff LeBron won't let that happen. Uh, yeah, LeBron, we'll say, this is going to be a good matchup between playoff LeBron and playoff Damian Lillard. Yeah, and, and then, uh, now we have okay, Rockets Thunder, which is going on right now. And the yeah, Rockets, uh, are, Rockets 50, are up forty-two thirty. Yeah, yeah, Rockets are up forty-two thirty right now. Yeah. Looking nice, Rockets, and without Russell Westbrook, they're doing well. Uh, so I, I, I so I'm a Rockets fan. You guys know that. Um, Me too. I'm Me gonna. Too. Take, I'm gonna take Rockets. People are saying they're gonna. Uh, people are saying that they're gonna take Rockets to seven or uh, Thunder is seven. I'm gonna take Rockets to six, though. I said Rockets like. six as well. I think that I say I think Rockets the Thunder six has too. the personnel to match up with the big ball lineup, and especially with Steven Adams. If he starts getting going, then there's nothing PJ yeah. can do. But I think that the Rockets Small. have James Harden. I think that that's gonna be the trump card. Chris Paul has done a very good job with this Thunder team. I don't know if he can take that next step and make him pass, you know. Yeah, because the rest of the team is inexperienced in the playoffs. I mean, Shea's made it one time last year. We all remember that fun Clippers team. That was insane. Surprisingly, um, yeah. Everyone thought yeah, it was sweeping. It was actually competitive. Came back, they came back against the uh, Golden State Warriors. So yeah, impressive. by 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, But, I mean, it's just not a whole lot of playoff experience. I mean – I mean, actually, well, Stephen Adams does have playoff experience. And, yeah, Chris Paul, uh, they have a good mixture yeah. of youth and veterans in the right positions, you know? Yeah, uh, that, I think. Yeah, I think that it, the right yeah, this is too much, yeah. And it's also going kind of slightly off topic, but, like, Chris Paul, after this season, where do you guys think Chris Paul will go? Do you think he'll stay? Or I think he's going to stay. Go? He's going to stay in OKC. He's going to stay in OKC. Here's the thing. But, he yeah, needs wait, a ring. Wait. Do your prediction. He, yes, he needs to make your comment. The UK okay. My prediction, Rockets in six, just like y'all, y'all too. Yeah. But um, going to, back to the Chris Paul thing, Chris Paul is a great teacher. And if he, like, I feel like it, it'll be better for him to stay because that way he can, he can um, help Shea, Shea Gilders Alexander. He can help him evolve into not only a great passer uh, and he can, he can, he can evolve into like, Maybe like one one of the best point one of one of the better point guards in the league um, in a couple years. Yeah. I I think he should go to if I was in his like shoes like I get what you're saying like teaching uh, the young players and all that and like preparing for like the when he's when he's retiring when he retires like preparing for that league where there's the young players and all that. But 
if I was Chris Paul, the one thing that I'm missing on my resume, like my Hall of Fame resume, and obviously he's making the Hall of Fame, but to make it better is the ring, yeah. Lakers, yep. He's going to the Lakers. He could go to the Lakers. That would be a good one, like good signing. And either like the Lakers, Miami. People are saying the Knicks. That does not make sense at all. Yeah, no one wants to go to the People are saying the Knicks because New York is like a big market. It's a basketball, yeah. But if I was the Knicks, I wouldn't spend all my money on an aging Chris Paul. Though. I would spend my money on a, or on a different Alex guy. Alex Caruso, Bobo. <laughs> yeah, anyhow, great players uh, like that. Rockets, right, but yeah, so. Rockets, Lakers. I Rockets, said, as Rockets, much as seven. Or Lakers and seven. I'm saying, I'm as saying much as this hurts me, LeBron. Lakers and six. I think Rockets and seven, bro. I'm taking Rockets and seven. I know for fact. LeBron and AD. If, if they were on the perimeter, if they had their best players were on the perimeter, the Lakers, then I might pick the the Rockets. But the fact is, the Lakers, everyone can guard the three. Like, AD, if they put him at the five, he can guard the three. Like, he's one of the best players in the league defending, you know. Like, it's a big issue to go against this Lakers team. He can't think, stop Russell Westbrook, though, in the mid-range. I think the he problem is – I think the problem is the fact that this is a seven-game series – and it's not a regular season because of the fact that I think that small ball, the longer you look at it, the more easy it is, or the easier it, it is to, guard. to break it down because you're playing the same opponent over and over and over. I think that's why the Rockets Thunder series has such a potential for upset because if the Rock, the Thunders find a way to figure out to break down small ball just like that, then it's just going to be good toast for everyone else, and they can't use that lineup anymore. Yeah, I guess I, think, I agree with you saying the seven-game series. Like, it'll give – the other team a chance to really plan to figure it out because in the regular season game they play them one time and they're like oh we lost but they forget about them kind of they kind of forget about them because they have to move on to the next matchup but here in the seven game series they can they have seven games to prepare for that small or four games basically but seven games to prepare for that small ball lineup but I will say that um, I was seeing like a stat that the Lakers have one of the worst perimeter defense like defense rating in, in the league. And what does what is Houston specialize? It's threes. They're yeah. shooting threes. They play outside. They sometimes play in the inside, but they play outside. And even with a small ball lineup, like having if you look at the small ball lineup, that's why they traded Clint Capella because they they couldn't have Clint Capella and Russell Westbrook who both these guys are not even – I mean, Russell Westbrook's not even a shooter, and then obviously Clint, Clint Capella is not a shooter. So having those two guys, um, like, when they're not shooters and, like, in the starting lineup, it doesn't space the floor properly. So that's why they got rid of Clint Capella. And if you look at what Russell has – Russell Westbrook attacking the rim, he can either attack and score and um, attack the rim and all that, or he can – uh, well, he can attack the rim, and then he can see, like, shooters outside in the corner and pass it to them, and you get, like, a three. And and honestly, like, every big that Russell Westbrook has faced, which is, like, Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis, he has demolished them in the mid-range. He has destroyed them in the mid-range. They can't stop him when he – they couldn't – they can't stop him when he's uh, shooting in the mid-range. And that's – I feel like – Houston Rockets, and also this is, I feel like this is Houston's year because the last two years they've been stopped, or last three years or something they've been stopped by Golden State, 
like way there. too many times. This year, no goal to really get to that that the end, get to the championship. Last year, the Rockets really showed their color that they can never take the next step, in my opinion, because they <laughs> faced a Warriors team that had just lost KD, had lost Andre Iguodala. You know, like the, the team was on the ropes in <laughs> five. They had everything there right for the take and they still couldn't get it done. And then the next game, Curry had zero points at halftime. You know what he finished with? 30. It's like the Rockets, I, I hated the Rockets more than I hated the Warriors because they were just crying like absolute bitches. And I thought the Warriors knew that, that fact and they showed that they had the championship mentality to get over something that the Houston couldn't. Because Houston's blaming the refs for game seven. Like, dude, you missed 27 straight threes. It's your fault. Yeah. And with I the agree. In game six, that's on the Rockets under shooting. They're inconsistent shooting. I think game. they. If you have Curry at zero points, you better be up at fifteen. If he has zero points at halftime, you better be up by double digits. And the Rockets just couldn't find a way to do it. They had everything there. They had the home court to send it to seven and then probably take the series. But then they, but couldn't, they couldn't, do it. couldn't do it. They didn't. Have, they never Definitely. had championship mentality. And who has the best yeah. championship mentality? LeBron James. LeBron. But yeah. it has to do with the coaching, too, because Mike D'Antoni is all about the three ball. And, I mean, it does have to do with the coaching. But if you look at – I see what you mean. Like, because Houston, you know, like, because they, they've been struggling against the Golden State Warriors for the last two years because they've missed their threes. Like, yeah, 27 straight threes in the second half. And, you know, we all – I mean, the Houston fans, we all talk about – how oh if CP3 hadn't uh you know hadn't like injured hadn't gotten injured we would have won that series, but even without CP3 it was Harden's time to shine. He had to step up and they they didn't do they didn't do well in the three ball. Yeah. But I really think this is this is a different Rockets team because again the bubble and yeah because every team had a break every team uh got to like rest and all that. But it was especially important for James Harden because he was able to rest, and um, I feel like he'll be efficient in this playoffs, and I feel like he'll he'll get his uh, shots in, and even right now with uh, oh wow, they're actually up fifty five to thirty five. Yeah, they they have. Whoa. They have anyhow, okay, hold on. Before you continue about the Rockets, I think we need to finish up because I know my mom's about to call me for dinner. So let's just finish it. Oh, up. Yeah. So I have Lakers Clippers. I had Lakers in seven, and I had Lakers in seven over the Bucks. So I think that the Lakers get it done. All right. So, uh, Hyro, you do. You have Lakers Clippers as well. I have Lakers Clippers. I have Clippers in seven, and I have Bucks in seven. All right, and then Mitra, you have Rockets and Clippers, and then yeah, I have Clippers in seven. Oh, and then you have the yeah, then you have Hyro, you have the Raptors as well. So Raptors and Clippers. Oh and wait, I do have Raptors. Yeah, you picked the Raptors. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you oh. picked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then it, it, if it is Raptors, um, yeah, it's gonna be Raptors in seven. You think the Raptors are gonna? I don't know why. I'm going to have the Rockets to seven, bro. You're picking the Rockets? To <laughs> Ay, Dios. Well, oh, it's so hard. It'll be hard for the Rockets. Nah, it, no, I could go back. To get past. If the Rockets get past the Thunder, it's going to be hard for them to get past the Lakers. I think Lakers. they'll beat the Lakers, but yeah. I okay, no. Your you conference final predictions and your final predictions. I'm going to say Clippers to Raptors, actually. I'll change my mind. Okay, and then what do you think? How long do you think that's going to go? 
Oh, so Clippers, Raptors. I'm going to say that because Kawhi, seven. It'll be a close game. Close series. You think Clippers in seven? Yeah, because they're so similar. Both the teams are so similar. You think about it. Yeah, that is true. All right. Defensive-minded team. Yeah. I think I'm going right. to the recording here. All right, so thank you both for coming, phrasing. Um, but uh, maybe we'll get into a no story episode yeah. some other time. But uh, thank you guys for coming. Thank you for, thank you for inviting us onto your podcast. Yeah. Oh, no problem, no problem. We got to talk, talk more about basketball and football later. Yeah, I think – I think Well, football is not – I got a lot of stuff to say. When the first run ends, me and Matthew are going to do an episode. I'll probably ask you two to come in as well, phrasing. But yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you guys for watching. Depends depends when it is, but yeah. It's gonna be the end All of the right. first round for sure. But so yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you both for uh, joining All me right. on this episode. Uh, see y'all. No problem. See ya. See ya.